Hello and welcome to Everybody Loves Movies, the podcast where two completely incompetent hosts sit and watch a movie and talk about it. I'm one of the incompetent co-hosts, Grimweed. And I'm the other incompetent host, Kana. <laughs> we're trying, guys. No, we're not. We're just having mm. fun. You know it. <laughs> True. Today we have we're watching another well, it's our fourth movie. No, is it it's the our third? Third one. No. It should be our third. This is a fourth. Is this the fourth? Coco, Spirited Away, Over the Moon, and this one. So this oh, is yeah, our, our fourth movie. Our fourth for movie. For our International Animation Recognition Month. Impromptu. Yeah. And it it's a Irish folklore. They put Celtic in the description of that. Celtic okay. folklore. So it's a Celtic folklore animation movie called Wolfwalkers. We'll go with that. Okay. I don't. I don't remember what year it came out. I know it's part. It's of, 2020. Okay. I know it's part of a trilogy, but it's not a trilogy that's connected by story. It's more connected by theme. Yes. But other than that, I know nothing other than it's an animated movie about wolfwalkers. And I know the ending because of TikTok. <laughs> because she doesn't mind spoilers. I don't mind spoilers. It convinces <laughs> me to watch a full film sometimes. Well, I don't know anything about it. You know how it ends. I think it's time to watch it. So we mm -hmm. both know the whole movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> on that note, let, let's get to watching. See you in a bit, guys. And we're back from Wolfwalkers. That movie was amazing. I, I I don't know what to say. It, it was amazing. It, it was like five different types of animation mixed into one just mind-blowing scene over and over again for mm -hmm. like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, it's an amazing movie and rightly deserves its high, high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, didn't you say it was like a 99 and a 98 or something like that? Yep, amazing movie. Yeah. And no wonder it was really popular on TikTok for a while. I can completely understand why. A lot of times the TikTok famous movies tend to be pretty crap. This one is not. It's like 50-50. Sometimes I find a really good film or sometimes I find like a not great, so not great one. Well, this one, I would say it's above the pretty good level. Over the Moon was also one that I discovered on TikTok, not on any from anywhere else. Okay. So mm -hmm. why don't we kind of go through the movie and maybe we'll get some comparisons between what we've watched so far in this as we're doing it. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe we'll stay on topic. Uh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Well, do you remember where we opened? <laughs> um... I, I don't remember how it opened. I just remember the opening being jaw-dropping. You mean the animation for it? Yes. Well, we open up to Ireland in, in 1650 in a town called, Kik I think it's Kikenny. And we open to see a whole bunch of woodcutters cutting a forest down, but then are attacked by wolves. One of the men gets injured by the wolves. Looks like he's about to lose his life to them, too. Yeah, it is kind of getting pretty close. And suddenly the wolves' eyes glow yellow and they stop. Well, yeah, there's also howling in the distance. Mm-hmm. And all of the wolves look up and have yellow glowy eyes. Mm-hmm. 
and we see two characters come out. They are two a redheaded girl and a redhead redhead woman. They they look very mother daughter. Very mother daughter. Um, but they come out. They're dressed in pretty traditional, I would say, Celtic clothing. I don't want to assume it's Ireland, but it kind of looks like what they were were wearing in like Brave, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and it looked um not like a uh like town folk. It was more like what the more rural people would, would be wearing. Mm-hmm. So they come out of the forest towards the injured man and they somehow heal him with magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. They do a laying of hands. There's a bit, a little bit of howling, some lights flicker and he's healed. Very paladin like. Well, yeah. Well, there's a spell called lay hands. <laughs> well, yeah, but I just thought it was interesting because as I was saying that I was thinking of it as more of a like a jesus comparison and you went to paladin <laughs> mm-hmm. it's because of D. <laughs> but anyway anywho but yeah no it very cool beginning and then we kind of well, they well heal even him and- just like the animation for the opening credits and everything was oh yeah it's very really pretty cool mm-hmm. it was super pretty but most of the animation in this movie is phenomenal yeah there's like not really a bad scene no and the people and animals all have um you know when the sketch like you see a sketch done as it's being done and you Mm -hmm. have like the shape lines and everything else that as it's getting done they eventually get erased away or marked over so they're not visible Mm -hmm. this has a kind of like a very rough sketch with all that still visible yeah Everything has that feel to it, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. No, it's not in a bad way. This movie looks completely finished, yeah. unlike some films that come out now. It's just weird to see something that rough and yet feel like it's just, okay, don't touch it. That's what it needs to be. Well, it's very storybook yeah, storybook-esque kind of animation to me. Well, yeah, way, I more noticed, old, way more old school. Yeah, but I noticed as far as that, it's more... Um, the scenery and things were more like storybook, whereas the people were animated a little different. It depends on when you look, because Maeve and her mother look a little bit more storybook to me, because their yeah. hair isn't really flushed out. It's more like it looks like it's more drawn. It's more sketched and drawn. Uh-huh. Um, but the townspeople look more animated. If that's what I'm trying to get at, they Maeve and her mother, which we'll we'll get to who they are. Maeve and her mother um, look very like sketchbook, storybook, very soft lines kind of thing. And the townspeople look more like traditional sharp animation, sharp and, lines. Yeah, yeah. It's one's a little bit more wild, the other's more clean cut. And, and you can actually see the transition yeah. that Robin makes as the movie goes along too. Yeah, but I, I just mean like when you see the scenes just in a shot, you see how everything's drawn. Mm-hmm. Even just the method of how it's drawn, it's like it's a different kind of artwork. Mm-hmm. So it all all the people and animals always stand out from the scenery. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, since we've been talking about, I've been talking about the main characters. This is. We get introduced to one of our main characters in the next scene after the two women in the forest point. Well, one of them points like, go, we don't hear anything. And the man says, thank you and runs away. Yeah. Yeah. Forever grateful. 
Well, I would be. Pack of wolves come up and they're about to kill me. And all of a sudden, some lady and her kid come up and put their hands on me, howl. I'm feeling better. They say, go away. And they pretty much save my life and heal me. I'd be grateful. Supremely. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. Uh, and maybe crazily. Well, everybody did kind of think he was crazy. I mean, if you yelled that someone healed you with magic, magical hands, would you be like, mm, they're, they're a little bit crazy? I think I would have to like really know the person before I would tell them what happened. Oh, you wouldn't just pronounce it to the whole village? Oh, no. I would have to trust the person before saying something because I don't want to be deemed crazy. I have enough of that issue as it is. True. And during that kind of time frame, um, it's so easy to also be deemed witch. So, Well, yeah, that's true, too. Like, you could say, no, someone else healed me with magic hands and they'd be like, you're a witch. And you're like, wait, wait, I was saying that someone else did it. Their magic rubbed off. To the witch. You've been contaminated. To the witch. Yep. Anyway. It's all it takes. <laughs> all it takes. You've been touched by the witch. You're now one of them. It's like, but I was healed by them. Yeah. But they need people to do the work for them, so they gotta <laughs> heal you. It's a lot easier for you to blend in if you're alive. To the witch. <laughs> <laughs> um, from that scene, we transition over into the town nearby, which looks, it looks like an encased town. Well, yeah, it's, it has the traditional storybook castle look with the big stone walls around the outside and just things being more secure as you get closer and closer to the center of town. Yeah. Or the center of the castle. Yeah. Yeah. But we transition more into one house where we get a, like a shadowy version of our main character. Like she's like she's in the shadows. You can only see her eyes and her hoodie, really. Yeah. She's got, she's got like a um, hood cape thing going on. Yeah. And she's humming a little song about killing wolves. Yep. And directly shoots the nose of a wolf po wolf wanted poster. Yes. And there's quite a few arrows in things around the room as it is. Mm -hmm. And this is one of our main characters. Her name is Robin Goodfellow. She is voiced by Honor Neefsey. And we also get introduced to her little falcon. Merlin. Yep. And she is a little hunter or considers yep. herself a little hunter. She comes across as one too with the way she handles that crossbow. Yeah. And the way she can uh, work with her falcon. Mm -hmm. Which I'm very impressed that a little girl knows falconry at such a young age. Well, she um, would go out hunting with her dad. So mm -hmm. she'd have and, to get some experience. Yeah. And we get introduced to him like, what, like five minutes later? Not that long, I think. She's just in there doing that. And then he comes in, right? Yep. And we get introduced to... I think the only character I've seen Sean Bean have throughout the entire movie that doesn't die. Yeah, it is. His name, her father's name is Bill Goodfellow, and he is a hunter that a wolf is... hunter. Yeah. Well, he's just a hunter, but... Um, well, yeah, but well, in this but instance, he is being employed specifically to hunt wolves. Yeah, he was employed by their authoritarian leader called Lord Protector... Yeah. Got the film. Because, you know, if you need to have a douchebaggy name for an asshole in charge, let's go with Lord Protector. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. So um, he 
The only thing it, it would made it worse if he was big, blonde, and French. <laughs> yep. Well, especially at French. this time in this part of the world. Big, blonde, French. French would not be welcome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anywho, so he's Bill Goodfellow is hired by Lord Protector to hunt the problematic wolf pack that has been terrorizing the town. And we get to see like a really sweet scene of the, those two interacting. I love the relationship throughout the yeah. film, but you can it seems immediately like a tell. really healthy, loving relationship. You can immediately tell that they, one, that they're not used to the area because of how Robin acts. Because he, he's looking around the, the small little house that they're in. And he's like, I see you've cleaned. And it's a disaster. Yeah. But, you know, it's a kid and you're leaving them alone and expecting them to clean up everything. They're going to not really do what you want most of the time. Oh, no. But he really doesn't chide her harshly. No. He's more making a joke out of it. Yeah. And their interaction tells you that she wants to go hunting and loves hunting with her father. But however, where they are, children are not allowed outside of the town walls. Which, I mean, if you have wild wolves that are being problematic for the town, it would make sense to not allow children outside. It would make sense, but it's kind of unfortunate, especially for a girl who's used to going out with her father, too. Yeah. Just like they did, because I think she mentions just like before they moved there. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. It wasn't like they're not allowed out unescorted. It was they're not allowed out. At all. Yeah. I mean, during this time, this this is the England occupation, right? I believe 1650. I don't know. I do know that the ones, or at least the kids there, didn't like her for pretty much for the simple fact of she's from England. Yeah. But we're going to get to that. Basically, her father says no to her helping him hunt for wolves, which, I mean, even if she was very skilled, I would understand. Well, yes and no. I mean, times were a little different. Yeah, times were a little different, but it sounds like he really cares about his daughter and oh, yeah. he's worried about her safety. Yeah, for sure. But I guess it's the morning because he's leaving to go to work. Well, the pack also comes out at night. That's true. So it could be not morning. But it's daytime. So he's leaving to the woods to go set up traps and Robin, against her father's wishes, follows him towards the walls throughout ta through town. Well, yeah, because it's a kid that wants to go out. Yep. It's the kid who's used to being outside and wants to go outside. It's hard for somebody that obviously had to have gone out with you pretty regular because, I mean, they got a falcon mm -hmm. to go from that to suddenly now they're just confined to basically a room. Yep. A house. Well, yeah, but even then it's more just like a room with layers. Yeah. Because even it's like where her bed was, was just kind of like uh, above where his bed was. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm right above you off to the side. Oh, yeah. She was in a little loft, which was yeah. kind of cool to me. Yeah. But Don't get me wrong. It looked like a, a cool little place. But it's still small. Yeah. We do get pretty cool cutscenes as we're going through the town with her, including getting offered donkey's milk. Yes. Which are very much. Uh-huh. Uh I wonder if it's like goat's milk. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's got to be some people that would drink it. I, I don't know. I don't know if people can drink donkey's milk. I have no idea. I would assume. Oh, interesting. Huh. What? I just, you know, Google's a fantastic place and it says like donkey's milk is quite mild and more like ice milk than cream. Okay. I don't know. 
I'm just kind of um, shocked. No, I mean, it might be good. It's just from where we are in the world, it's not something that people would normally think of to drink. Oh, no, no, no. I was expecting it to be like, because I believe horse milk is thick and heavy, and I was expecting donkey milk to be the same way. Okay. Anyway, she's offered donkey's milk and turns it down and continues through town and gets bullied by some kids playing a game about killing wolves. Mm-hmm. Which her father puts a stop to because he catches her following him. And they head towards the gate. He goes out towards the forest and she is left stuck in there. But, you know, as we know, Robin is rebellious and a gate's not going to stop her. Um, It might slow her down a bit, but no, not stop her. So she ends up having a little ingenious plan that involves the um, kids that were bullying her earlier. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good plan. It was. And she ends up getting out of the city. Well, town. Yeah. Township. Um, some <laughs> some people have lost their roof tiles in this process, though. From following to her getting out, some people have lost some roof tiles. How have some people have lost roof tiles? She was on the roof for a bit in the beginning when she was following her dad, right? Mm, yeah, but I think it was just the tiles to her house. Yeah, and then the, the tiles that slide off, it's from the roof. Those are roof tiles that slide off. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. that was more towards the beginning when she left well, her house. Well, that's what I'm saying. From from the follow, beginning of the following mm-hmm. to this point, uh, this whole process from, from when she left to follow him to when she got out, some people have lost some roof tiles. And a flag. Yeah, and a flag. Well, yeah. And a flag. Because <laughs> she used her crossbow. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. thinking that that was a time that she used them later because she uses them a, a couple times for her own purposes. Yeah. They're very convenient little henchmen. I don't know. Un- unknowing henchmen. Unknowing henchmen. We'll go with that. But yeah. No, she ends up getting crawling through the gate, which I guess she's small enough to. We don't know Robin's exact age. And she starts heading out to follow her father. She is pretty small. She is pretty small. Yeah. And she starts heading out to follow follow her father through the forest. Yep. Doing a pretty wow. good job of it for quite a while, too. Yeah. She she ends up, like, what, getting into the forest, falling in some, comes across one of her father's traps. Oh, she was about to step into it, and Merlin stopped her. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, did she really know, or was she just saying, oh, no, I know? Because once she was stopped, she's like, oh, shit, there's a trap there. The world may never know. Well, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, it was covered by grass, so I would think she didn't mm-hmm. see it, but I mean... And it looked like she was about to step down into it mm-hmm. instead of stepping over it. Yeah, but luckily she has Merlin. Yep. Luckily. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe she loses track of her father, and she hears someone screaming wolf of the distance, I believe. Yeah. Well, she she tracks him at one point to the river, or the, the, yeah, the side of a river or a side of a creek. And he's kneeling down at something and then crosses the, to the other side. And w- when he crosses to the other side, she goes up and looks and sees the tracks and puts her hand in it. And it's like, those are really big tracks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when she loses him, right? Yeah, I believe so. Or was that after so. she found him again? I just watched, rewatched it today. I'm trying to think. Yeah. We watched no, it I last think- night and then it was a bit late to record. So we decided, yeah, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. I believe she finds the paw print and then she loses track of her father. I think you're right. But yeah, she hears screams of her help and she goes check it out. She's like super excited. because She's like, I'm going to 
I'm going to find a wolf and I'm going to kill it. Yep. She's got her crossbow ready. Which younger me would be so horrified. It's like, but a wolf. (laughs) But at that point in, in time, wolves were evil creatures. Yeah. At that time. I mean, wolves were evil creatures up until like, Especially that part of the world. Yeah. They were evil creatures up until like the 90s, 1990s. But anyway. But anyway. Um, But yeah, no. She ends up going back near town in the field areas where they hold sheep. And the wolves are attacking the sheep. Yeah. And we have one of the shepherds panicking and fighting a wolf with a pitchfork, I believe. I think thought that the wolf had a hold of something and it was kind of like a tug of war thing it might have been that the the farmer was yelling at her to shoot and she kept trying to get a shot and the sheep were running back and forth and knocking her around so she couldn't really aim i was wondering why she didn't just run through the sheep then aim but maybe that's more of an adult mindset well i think the size has something to do with it because being Mm -hmm. her size it's harder for her to go through something like that with authority. Like when you're larger, it's easier <laughs> to just like, yeah, move out of my way. I mean, a sheep would probably knock us both off our feet if they were oh, running fast oh, enough. of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, so as she was trying to walk through and trying to get a shot and she couldn't, she finally did try to shoot. But as she tried to do that, a sheep bumped into her, knocking the crossbow up into the air. Well, pointed up into the air, and the bolt flies up and hits Merlin in the wing. Poor Merlin. Yeah, poor, poor and Merlin. Was, and I was kind of just like, what did it, what aim? <laughs> well, I remember too, you were talking about how, well, I've seen the end, and I don't remember seeing the bird in the end. And then that scene like, happens uh, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's why I don't see, why we don't see the bird at the end. That explains it. <laughs> I really was just like, ah, so she kills her own bird. That's so tragic. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're like, I really hope nothing happens to the bird, but I don't remember seeing the bird at the end. So I don't know. And then she shoots it and like, that's why we don't see it. Okay. <laughs> well, unfortunately she doesn't shoot the wolf and the wolf is ready to attack the farmer until uh-huh. we hear the, a howling in the distance. Yep, all the wolves look up with yellow glowy eyes again. Yep, and they run back into the forest. Yep, and then we see eyes. Yes, and we see a little the little girl from earlier come out in the most horrific way of growling and then dragging Merlin into the darkness of the forest. It was very like a feral animal. Yes, she almost didn't seem human. Yeah, at that point. Because she was like, she acted more like a wolf than she did like a little girl. Yeah. And it was the way she came out and took Merlin and backed back into the darkness. It was like, you're not coming near me. I'm taking this because I'm going to eat it. And you are not going to take my food away from me. Ooh, a delicious snack. Yes. And on a yeah, stick. She, <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> yeah, technically. Yep. Makes um, it easier to hold. Poor Robin is terrified. Rightly so. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she tries to go after the girl because she ha- she has Merlin and is stopped by the rest of the wolves. Yes, who go to attack her as well, but her father stops them. Yep. And this is where we see there are hardships in their relationship from here on in. Um. I, yeah. I guess you could say that. Well, his daughter's really like adventurous and free willing, and he's trying to keep a promise to his dead wife i assume yeah. dead wife yeah well i assume so 
mm-hmm. it would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense. And in this scene, we get introduced to a, such an important character throughout this movie, who is voiced by Tommy Tiernan, and his name is Sean. Well, it's not. This is when we get introduced to him because we've already been introduced to him. He yes. was the one that was attacked in the beginning. But we actually get a name. Yeah. Um, and we find out he's the he's ranting. He's the one who tells Robin and her father about Wolfwalkers. Yep. She kind of listens. He is just like you're crazy, old man. There's no such thing. Yes. And they mention Lord Protector, and he goes on a tangent of we we had a we had a like pact with like the pagans here, and your Lord Protector is no good, and in a very common comedic kind of way. Well, yeah, because um, he had so he he was talking about Wolfwalkers, mm-hmm. and like I said, she listened, and Goodfellow's like, well, yeah, there's no such thing. He says it was just a pagan belief, mm-hmm. and then Sean's like, well, you know, pagans didn't get everything wrong. No. But this all high and mighty Mr. Lord Protector, what the fuck's he protecting us from? Things are kind of going to shit. We're getting attacked by wolves. He can't do anything. And it's going on and on. In one of those like standard movie, like you're going to talk as much shit about him as possible as that person kind of comes up behind you. Yeah, it's a very common comedic scene where yeah. you're, you're talking shit about someone and they're right behind you. Yeah. Which I kind of like Lord protector's response it was kind of funny to me where he's like any concerns that you may have you should speak to me directly i was like oh oh that's so unfortunate Uh, well i mean you can't say he was doing it behind his back no because he heard everything so he was in front of him too yeah yeah I mean, and, you know, rightly so that he voices concerns to leader because he immediately gets put into the stock. Yeah. Well, he gets arrested. And yeah. It's- he's taken to the stock, but yeah, he's arrested and thrown into a, a wagon. In the same cage as a sheep. <laughs> yeah, with all the sheep. Yeah. I just find that scene so funny with the Lord Protector being like, if you have concerns, vocalize it. And he did, but he's getting... <laughs> I didn't say you'd be safe. I just said, say it. What's your concerns? Tell me how bad of a job I'm doing. Yep, and see what happens. It is a fuck around and find out. I mean, throughout this film, shot is a fuck around and find out kind of person. Well, I mean, not really. It's more like he fucked around and he spent the movie finding out. Yeah, it's kind of funny how long he found out. (laughs) It was, at one point, it was kind of depressingly funny. And then it kind of just got funny again. Yeah. But yeah, so he's thrown in with the sheep and Lord Protector goes up to Goodfellow and tells him, you're a shit hunter, do better. Yeah. Also tells him, you're a shit father, control your daughter. Yeah. And she kind of spoke up when she shouldn't have, but at the same time kind of should have because they should have listened. But she was an upset little kid and wanting to go and get her bird. Mm -hmm. And they weren't letting her. Yep. So he tells, Lord Protector tells Goodfellow, like, she should go to the scullery? Yes. Which I was just like, what's that? Kitchen. Yeah. I found that out later. But I heard the term. When when they said it, and it's like, oh, okay, so you're going to send the girl to the kitchen. Because, you know, she need that's where she's supposed to be. What was the, the... the term is like work hard to have faith or something like that. Um, no. Uh, well, there's like was, good faith in working hard. 
Something like that. Faith, faith uh, working hard shows your faith or faith oh, is yeah. working hard or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah. Because I know there's, after. Oh, like there's, there's faith in work or something like that. Yeah. And she spends one day doing the whole cleaning and cooking and doing all the other shit. And at the end of the day, he asks her how her day was and and says something about that, whatever that line is, and said, yeah. well, if that's true, then I worked the Bible. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but moving on, and that, that doesn't happen until later, but... It's like moving on and backwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she and the wagon of sheep and Sheen start heading Sean. back to... T- Sean. Sheen, Sean. Mm-hmm. I think it's Sean. It's Sean, probably. I, I'm pretty sure I always they say said Sheen. it. Yeah, it's Sean. I always want to say Sheen because that's that's the normal that's the normal way we hear it. Well, depending on how it's spelled, because Sean Bean. Yeah. Isn't it spelled the same way? No, no? it's spelled S E A N, but without the apostrophe <laughs> over oh, yeah. the A. Well, still kind of spelled the same way. Yeah, but sometimes the po- the po- any th- any um marking over an a kind of means a different sounding a well yeah but uh, yeah i would still assume sean i i always remember sheen because um there's there's a couple characters that i think of that's how i first heard the name was through tv okay but anyway yep so so she's with sean and the sheep sean's just like well if you want to get your bird back you might as well go back to the forest because he's probably being healed by that girl and her mother yeah they healed me so that's probably what they're doing to the bird or eating it i would be like probably more likely eating it because you you did give them basically free breakfast yeah you gave them falcon kebab so i mean why not take advantage of it yeah why not She's like, well, I'm going to go get him and releases the sheep and Sean and, uh, well. (laughs) As they tumble out of the back of the cage wagon. I like how they tumble out in a complete blob. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, disperse. Yep. And Sean's just like, wow, you guys need to lock that right. Yeah. And it's just a very comedic scene. Yeah, it's a funny way of letting her escape. And I think they locked up Sean, but not the sheep again. Um, I thought they put the sheep in and had him walking. Mm-mm. He, he got locked back up. He got oh, locked yeah. back up again. Okay. <laughs> and I guess it's more important to have Sean in there so he can go to the stock than, um... Well, yeah, you can't have him getting away. Totally, but the sheep, that's fine. Well, yeah. Even though there's wolves nearby, that's totally fine. Well, yeah, but they're, they're nearby, they're not here. Yeah. And sheep will kind of follow the leader to a Cut. to an extent. <laughs> To an extent, these sheep look like fuck everyone. We're just running. They kind of reminded me of the sheep on um, How to Train Your Dragon. It's kind like, of. Fuck, these things are still here. I'm just going to run and hide somewhere. <laughs> I just like how they just kept running, not listening to their humans at all. They're oh, just yeah. like, oh my God. Yep. And so. Some crazy shit going on. I need to hide. Where's their place to hide? <laughs> and Robin has a good laugh and she goes back into the forest. Yep. Still chained up. Who? Robin, because she Robin's was chained, chained up, up too, wasn't she? Nope. Uh, I thought she had chains on when they... Mm, oh, no, nope. they were going to because she was initially going to go to the stocks as well. Mm, and nope. then the Lord Protector yeah. decided, no, nah, we'll just send her to be a maid. Nope. I think they he just, he just tells her to be go to the... That's later. He just tells her to go. The oh. first time that she didn't... That she... He didn't know that he she disobeyed a rule. And that was a, her first offense. So he, she, he just uh, sent her okay. to the scul- scullery. 
Yeah, I forgot there was a second time. And a third, and a fourth, <laughs> and a fifth. <laughs> and, you know, there's many. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, she ends up going back into the forest to look for her bird. Um, she kind of just walks around for a bit. I think she follows the wolf trail. Um, yeah, she follows a trail. She falls down into a, a random spot yeah it was, into like a ditch yeah a ditch or ravine or something she falls down into something mm-hmm. and is following along and ends up in a clearing and merlin shows up yes and she's like oh my god you're alive yeah and not wolf food yeah or, or random redhead kid food random very feral kid food yes like she says you like like bread like right as rain or something like that. Yeah, because um, he no longer is injured. That she caused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wouldn't really be flying around if the arrow through his wing still was an issue, but mm-hmm. yeah, so he's flying around, so no longer an issue. He's happy and flying around, and all we... is right with the world. End of movie. Sure. Oh, really? Okay, well, that was a short movie. Nope. Oh, there's more. Okay. We suddenly see a wolf in front of her, and it looks like a younger wolf pup, maybe. brown, A brown wolf pup. Yeah. It's so interesting that her fur is brown, not more red, like her hair. Interesting. Anyways. Well, it was a very um, reddy brown. Mm-hmm. More like an auburnish. Yeah. So yeah. we see a wolf pup coming towards her. Robin is rightfully, like, scared. Mm-hmm. And... Is prepared to shoot the wolf pup. Yeah. She loads her crossbow and is aiming and is ready to shoot. And Merlin's like, fuck, no, don't do that. Merlin's like, wait, friend, we we need to talk about this yeah. first, you know, because, you know, wolves and humans can talk to each other. But we need to talk about this first. Yeah, don't, don't shoot. The, don't, don't do it. Just trust me. Just don't do it. But she doesn't listen. Nope. And he takes away her bolt. Yeah. And she backs up into a trap. And is hanging upside down. And the wolf looks very concerned Mm -hmm. for her. Which goes from concern to like, oh, this is a fun game. Yeah, it turns from concern to like a dog that just realized it can play a game. Yeah. And um, it's trying to get what we can perceive is trying to get her down. And it's getting the shit kicked out of it for. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Robin's just like, nope, you're not touching me. You're not eating me. And um, she gets bit at least once. Yep. And she's also um, snapped down by the wolf too, right? Yes. The wolf does manage to bite the rope or the vine, whatever it was that was holding her up. Which again, the wolf looks awfully concerned about the bite. Uh-huh. Licks her and then goes deeper into the forest, like a, like a couple of feet deeper into the forest in front of her and looks at her and... Merlin's following her. Yep. Merlin goes to follow her. Yep. And then Merlin, doesn't Merlin just kind of sit on the wolf? And then they just kind of go away together? Yep. And Robin looks rightly betrayed. (laughs) Well, I mean, a wolf just came at you. It bit you. You had a chance to defend yourself. Your friend stopped you. And that is why you got bit. And now your friend is going off with what attacked you or what you think attacked you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see the betrayal. But she follows them. Yes. Deeper, deeper, deeper into the forest where we get quite a few really cool, stunning background scenes. Yeah, the artwork for the forest is amazing. 
Well, I mean, the artwork for all of it is amazing, but the f- these forest shots are just stunning. Yeah, and the they finally come. She finally comes across after traveling a while through the forest to a waterfall, which again, stunning. Uh huh. And behind that waterfall is the den of the wolf pack that's been bothering the town. Well, she also needed a magic feather to get there. Don't forget that. She came up to the vine wall, and when she was looking at that, she found one of Merlin's feathers in the wall. And the magic that was on the feather got onto her hand, which enabled her to get the vines to open up so she could walk through. I thought that was just her holding her hand up anyway because she was bitten by the Well, when wolf. she picked up the feather, you see the, the kind of gold shimmer from the feather, and then it goes down her arm. Ah, uh, okay. So I kind of perceived it as it was like a kind of a transfer, like it was like cross-contamination type thing. Interesting. I didn't even remember seeing it. I just assumed it was just her hand because, you know, throughout the film, and I've already seen part of it. Yeah. So, but she gets... Yeah, gets to into their den um, and sees that the wolves are in there uh-huh. and proceeds to hide immediately. Well, yeah. I mean, you go into a cave and it's full of wolves and one of them has attacked you. You don't have a weapon anymore. What are you going to do? I would be more worried about the fact that Merlin flew, would fly up to me and be like squawking at me while I'm just like, please don't give away my position. Well, yeah, but still, you're trying to hide, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, as she's hiding, she watches the wolf become a golden, like, spirit-type creature. Yep. And flies back into the little girl who's sitting on her mom's lap in this, like, almost forest-built chair. Yeah, it kind of looks like it's um, a throne carved out of the woods itself. Mm-hmm. But this makes the fourth movie in a row where we've got some kind of spirit magic shit going on. Less, less spirit to me, more magic. Well, with a you G. just said that it just it becomes a spirit, and I can only describe it that yeah, way. But that's the only way I can think of to describe it too. But I more lean towards it's still the same person, just transformed. But I don't know how the way that they show it, it seems more spiritual than anything else. Yeah. But it's more magic than anything. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a different kind of spirit magic, but we're still dealing with we're still dealing with spirit magic for four animated movies in a row. True. (laughs) I feel like this is the first one where it's more just magic and not gods. (laughs) I don't know what our next movie's about, so it's going to be interesting if we end up with five of them in a row that are spirit magic movies. Just picking random international animation movies and have five of them have the same thing going on would be interesting. It would be. But I'm sure it's a fairly common thing. Yeah, I mean, you have to entertain the kids somehow. Well, yeah. And we're kind of looking for things that are more cultural rather than just random things. And Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with cultures and things, a lot of it tends to go with their religious beliefs and Mm, their myths and Mm -hmm. legends and things like that. And those tend to involve the spirit world. Their folklore. Yes. Basically. But yeah, don't, uh, the golden wolf spirit goes back into the redheaded little girl and she opens her eyes and starts addressing Robin saying that she can smell her. Uh Uh-huh. And that there's no point in hiding. like a fun like yeah come on out you're it's it's okay you're safe it's more in like a menacing I'm why are you hiding you. why are you hiding yeah um there's no point in hiding you're gonna be dinner anyway yeah so, so just come out and get it over with quickly 
yep but instead the redheaded girl ends up like basically messing over her being like so you're a townie is this you what you all of you look like she stinks that she stinks she bites her hair yeah and then says give me your hand that was kind of a nasty thing when she took a bite of her ponytail i mean she has like branches and leaves in her hair i wouldn't imagine she would care a little bit about biting well no but it's kind of one of those like like a dog just kind of sniffing and nipping and doing all that good shit when meeting a new new dog or whatever true she has a very animalistic nature to her yeah well she tells robin hey give me your hand and robin's like no until it's like let me take care of this before it's too late and Robin says fine, and um, we see the glowy golden magic again that heals. Yeah. That healed. Um, the wounds go bye-bye. Yep. She lays hands and she heals Robin. Yep. Another laying of hands and wounds are no more. <laughs> yep. And um, yeah, she's all healed. Robin is amazed and still scared. Understandably. Yeah, because understandably the next scene, she's like, go away. Well, our, the redheaded girl's like, go away or we'll eat you. Yeah. I mean, she was kind of having fun with her, but yeah. Uh, Robin couldn't tell that. <laughs> well, no. Um, And Robin says, but I, and then she's like, well, too late. We're going to eat you. Yep. So she takes off running and all the wolves are like, what the fuck? And then she's like, oh, well, you know, go. So then all the wolves take off chasing Robin. Yep, and this is where we get the name of the redheaded girl. Her name is... Maeve. Maeve. And she's voiced by Eva Whittaker. Eva Whittaker. Interesting. What is her? Whittaker. Whittaker. I don't know. But yes, but she says she's Maeve. Well, Maeve O. McTire, I believe. Yeah, Maeve McTiger. And yeah, she just has a fun time messing with Robin throughout the forest. Yeah, following her, chasing her just kind of harassing her in a playful way as playful as you can harass someone with the pack of wolves behind, wolves behind well, no, you i mean it was like if you think about like when dogs are playing and like mm-hmm. one might be running and the, and the other one's just kind of jumping around them and just kind of being annoying and as the mm-hmm. one's running it was that same feel only yeah. with people instead of animals yeah very much kind of a similar feel yeah she always reacts more animal than than anything else yeah it's just kind of funny it's like playfully teasing her but she has a pack of wolves so i'm sure robin is absolutely stunningly terrified for a minute robin's probably ready to just shit herself if she hasn't already Mm -hmm. yeah she ends up giving them the slip for all of like five seconds oh they can smell her yeah, but she ends up like launching herself off a log in a very aerial gymnastic kind of way. It was pretty cool. Yeah, very, like I said, very aerial gymnastic type of way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she goes in the slip for all of five seconds. And don't they just run it? Maeve just runs into her. Uh, I think so. And I mean, it's, is this? No, it's not until later. I was going to say, is this the one with the song? But the song is later when she comes back. It, yeah, yes. never mind. Okay. <laughs> never, um, go ahead. Yeah, May finds her again. It's like asking her a bunch of questions about her being a townie again or calling her a townie. And Robin's just like, stop calling me a townie. Yeah, they have kind of that instant childhood friendship bond thing that happens. Yeah, it, it's very cute. Yeah. Like instantaneous, you just 
see them like bond instantaneously through a way that's kind of funny because Rob's just like, I don't like you, but I'm not a townie. Yeah. So I'm not she like She was them. pretty offended by that. If I was a kid who lived somewhere else and I was always in the forest and I take pride in that, yeah, don't call me a townie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was wrong, but I'm just saying she was pretty offended. Rightly yeah. offended, but she was pretty offended. Rightly offended. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, they bond through towny treats. Towny tasties. Towny tasties. Yep. That's what she calls all the food from the towns. Yep. Towny tasties. Yep. Um, rolling around in leaves and having just a good fun kid time. Yeah. And didn't Robin do her hair during this too? Mm-hmm. Like she brushed yep, it out They're sitting on a branch. They're sitting on their, their branch. I'm going to call it their branch because they meet their, they, well, they try to oh, meet their. Oh, that big cuff. log or that big tree mm-hmm. that just is laying on the ground. It's not even laying on the ground. It's it's a tree root arching up into the air and down again. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just knew it was on the ground, but it was like arched. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it was a tree root because I think it was connected to like a bigger tree. Yeah. And yeah, she brushes me. Maeve's hair and puts a fl- orange flower in it. Yeah. And that's like a huge deal, too. Mm-hmm. She's like loving the fact that her new friend gave her a flower for her hair. Mm-hmm. We get the background information that Maeve's mother is is missing. Her body's still there. Yeah. But she is in wolf form right now because she's asleep. And she hasn't seen her mother in a while. Yeah. And it's like she's missing, but not really missing because she's just out looking for a safe place for them to move to. So since she's not back, that means that she still hasn't found it or she's on her way back to take us there. Yes. Robin tells tells her, like, I'll help you with everything. And if maybe I can convince my father that if we find your mother, you'll take the wolves away and everyone will be happy. Yeah. Don't have to kill any wolves and you guys can leave in peace. Nobody has to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan. Yep. Why wouldn't that work? Totally. Well, that's kind of a kid's thought process, but... I mean, I still want to know. It's like, why wouldn't that work? It sounds like a plan to me. Because What's wolf walkers, Because wolfwalkers don't exist, well, technically. Yeah, but we're, we're not in this world. We're in that world. Mm-hmm. Well, And they exist the in people, that world. They exist, but a lot of people there don't believe that they exist either. Uh, well, you know, that would explain why they don't believe it when they keep saying they're fucking wolfwalkers. Mm-hmm. Well... Poor Robin. Well, she secretly gets back into town, which I'm just kind of like, I mean, man. She would kind of have to because she snuck out. Robin goes home to her father. She has an imaginary conversation with his hat. Oh, and that was that one that was kind of cool where she's having the conversation with him and then she sits down in his chair. And as she does, the hat kind of pops onto her head and then she gets up and it pops back onto the chair. Mm-hmm. And she's cleaning for the first time we've seen in the movie. Well, yeah, you got to make it look like she's been doing something this whole day when she's been gone. Yep. And, you know, you have to butter up your dad before you tell him that you didn't listen to him. Well, yeah, it does help to butter them up before you tell them that you defied them. Yeah. And more so that you defied the direct order of the man in charge. Well, yeah, there there is that. So, um, yeah, her dad gets home and she's like... Well, she her imaginary conversation goes, promise you won't get mad. <laughs> and imaginary dad says, I promise. And she successfully tells him that wolf walkers are real. And he's like, ah, yes, this is a great plan. It doesn't go exactly that way, though. Mm-mm, not even close. You know, he reacts the way that every cartoon father does when they find out 
their daughter didn't listen to their their direct orders. <laughs> um, yeah, because it was pretty much him not really listening to anything after the fact of I did something that you told me not to. So it just became you did something wrong and now it's punishment time. Yeah, it re- very remind very much reminded me of um, King Triton from The Little Mermaid, where yeah, rebellious daughter did not listen. Immediate punishment. I mean, that's kind of the standard thing, though. Oh yeah, I don't know if I would rather have King Triton's punishment or his punishment because I think I would rather get my shit destroyed than um, work as a scullery maid. Um. Hmm. At least all the shit that got destroyed wasn't technically mine. It was shit that I found in ruins. <laughs> well, that does help. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, tragic, but uh, yeah. I'm not doing backbreaking, soul-crushing, disgusting work. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, which one would you rather have <laughs> um, in an awful, awful outfit? I mean, the stockade. I mean, after a while, you just kind of le- just relax. <laughs> You're just like... I shan't take the the destruction of my priory. I shan't take the scullery maid. I'll take the stockade. Yeah. You're just like, mm, is there a third option? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, a third option is, is interesting. I hadn't considered that. The third option being stockade. <laughs> or, you know, here's a ruler. Just give me a slap on the wrist. I mean, I was expecting you to say banishment, but whatever. Well, you know, I didn't realize that was an option. But stockade would be... If stockade was the third option, you'd be like, yeah, no no cleaning for me, no destruction, just stockade. I'm going to get you out in the open air. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me out in the clean, town-infested air. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure the air in that town is amazing. Seasoned very well. Yeah, it looked like it was a bit smelly. Seasoned very well by people's BO waste and um, general decay. Um, yeah. <laughs> fresh, the fresh open town air. Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like it's just like, hmm. I can taste the air here. Something's not right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like, hmm. Is that? It's like, it tastes like plague. <laughs> It's like plague. <laughs> Is that the bubonic plague I, I taste? <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So, anyway. I, I don't know if he was in a stock, though. I think he was in a pillory. Is that what it's called? Because, well, the stocks were your feet. Oh. The pillory was your head and arms. Didn't they call it a stock in the movie, though? Yes. But that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, if the stocks were your feet, the pillory was head and arms. But I think his was just head and arms, right? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't feet. Yeah, so it would have maybe been they a just shortened. Maybe they just shortened stockade into stock. Well, even then, it would it would be the pillory instead of the stocks. Yeah, but that's yeah. one of those things that people always screw up anyway. I didn't know it was called a pillory. Yeah, but anyway, is that what were you looking up? <laughs> yeah, you're. It, it was bothering you, wasn't uh-huh. it? I just didn't know it was called that. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Medieval, basically medieval torture aside. Well, it would be punishment. Torture. Basically torture. That's arguable. Being put in something that makes you hold a certain position for a very long time. Well, yeah. Yeah. But comparing that to what they considered torture. 
That is very true. It's like their punishment versus their torture are very different than our punishment and torture now. I mean, punishment and torture was like interchangeable back then. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Sometimes. <laughs> Especially if you were a accused of being a witch. But yes. Anyway, none <laughs> of that in this. There is Any- no magic whatsoever in this. So no ha- no worries about witchcraft. I'd be well, more except wor- for all the magic that's in it. I'd be more worried if there was medieval torture in a children's animation. Well, you know, you got to teach them the truth. Sure. Let's let's traumatize them early. Yeah, that way it sticks. <laughs> that way they know what happens when you don't listen. Well, yeah, because remember, it's that trauma that keeps you from moving on. We already figured that out. So if you want something to stick, you have to tie it with a trauma. Kids, if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you. Uh-huh. And, like, just hearing their little screams and being like, yeah, I did good. Well, I mean, that's why, like, in um, in school, when we did, like, driver's ed and shit, they would show us, um, what was it, Red Asphalt, I think the name of it was. I have no clue. And, basically, it's just the aftermath of an accident, accident and you got blood and brains and shit all over the road. Interesting. It's, here's trauma. Now, if you want to avoid that being you, don't do this shit. Never experienced that, but luckily I didn't take driver's ed. Well, it's like there's a generational thing where like one generation was, okay, you know what? Let them do it. They'll find out quick that you don't do that shit and they'll never do it again. Then the next generation was, no, we did that and found out. So now we're going to tell them ahead of time what will happen. So then they don't do it. And now we're just like bubble wrap everything and everybody because heaven forbid anybody gets hurt with anything ever. True. I think more my generation was insurance policy will go up. So drive and the horrors. Of, yeah, there's that too. The horrors of the thought of insurance policy going up scared a kid more than anything else. <laughs> Especially when it's like, well, you know, as long as it's this, then it's fine. But if you do something to make it go up, then you're paying your own insurance. Yep. And the concept of paying your own shit scares even adults. <laughs> Well, yeah, because that shit's hard. That shit's really hard. But luckily, it's not something that Robin has to worry about. Because <laughs> uh, her father does not believe her. Uh-uh. And scolds her for going out into the forest and insists that she needs to work and occupy herself. Yep. As we go into the night, Robin's having a very weird dream. Well, this was too... Uh, well, this was when I noted something about like the, the use of colors in this. Mm-hmm. because when he gets upset at her, the shot we get of him is like a real angry and he's a large man to begin with. So he takes up most of the screen and the red light from the fire behind him. Yes. And then when we see her, it's a more warm, but orange light instead of the bright fiery red. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to bed. And as she goes up the ladder to her loft bed area, now we're all blues. Yes. And just how it was blocked off as she went from one part to the next was like a real cool way of showing, okay, now we're here. We're in a whole other area, even though we're really just like two steps to the left. Mm-hmm. It, so, felt, yeah. it felt really like stage play-ish. It really did. Um, this movie, the use of colors throughout the movie is really cool. Because like speaking of the colors, like her dream where it's basically almost chalkboardy looking. Yeah. It almost looks like a white 
It's a like chalkboard, but with like neon lights. Yes. Or like looks, neon light up chalk, but not, not neon lights, but like chalky, but neon lighty at the same time. Yeah. It's very like, that's the only way I can describe it. It's like a chalky kind of scene. You, yeah. you see, it looks very drawn. Um, you see like wisp of color and it looks like wisp of color throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So um, it's really cool. That whole dream sequence is really cool. And when she wakes up from it, we see like a glow around her face that looks like a wolf, like how Maeve's face, um, the wolf, like the wolf, kind of like the wolf symbol that shows up on Maeve's face when she went back into her body yeah, earlier. When the wolf spirit went into her body. Yeah. yeah. So we get that same, um, we get that same thing happening after um, Robin wakes up the next day. And Joy O to Joy's scullery work. Yay! That's what I was looking forward to. The best part of the day is the back-breaking labor. I thought you were looking forward to breathing the plague air. No, you taste the plague air. It's, it's thick. <laughs> so, God. You, you can spread that on your toast. <laughs> I can't imagine how Skid would look in that area. <laughs> like i feel like you know you would like have like fresh clean face before you walk in there and you come in it's like immediate acne i remember years ago showing you an episode of the show black books yeah i don't know if you ever watched any more of the show or not Mm -mm. but there's an episode where the place is really horribly dirty and they call in a cleaner and the guy, like one of the guys keeps trying to say like, oh, no, it's not that bad. And the cleaner puts on his white gloves and just runs his finger through the air. Doesn't touch anything. <laughs> just runs it through the air and holds his finger up. And the tip of the finger is just filthy. Oh, that's awful. That's how I imagine this place. That is the plague air that Sean is tasting while he's locked up. Gritty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, this air is going to be a recurring thing. <laughs> God. Um, oh, God. I just thought it was a rain at the end, too. <laughs> oh, God. Well, no, that's that's helpful because that knocks all the shit down. Totally right onto your body. Well, that's where you outside. stay inside. <laughs> but they do show that air is really contained. It's one of those weird, like, the air doesn't leave the walls situations. Yes. So you just go outside of the wall when it's raining and you're fine. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. So her father <laughs> sends her to the scullery, the ultimate betrayal, because this place is soul sucking. Um, I, 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 well, if you want to be nice, then yeah. What were you about to describe it as? Um, I was thinking like maybe second, third level in Dante's Inferno in the gates, somewhere around there. Second, third level, huh? Yeah. Not the outer ring, inner ring? No, not quite that bad. Huh, okay. Because there's far worse than that. So I'd put it like second, third level. So we're putting it up to the level of horrific as in being stuck on Mount, on Mount Everest. Um, it's like, well, you remember the Christmas story? Yes. When the kid licks the, the frozen pole? Mm. It's like, well, okay, you wouldn't necessarily know, well, you wouldn't be able to, to empathize with this quite as much, but it's like if you're on the top of Mount Everest and you stuck your dick to a frozen pole. 
Yeah, no, I would never, ever experience that. Um, so, so you'd have to use a different body part. I'm so same region would still work, but yeah, I'm so good on a, on a metal pole. That's this whole scullery ship. So yeah, I guess the second, third layer of hell yeah. would work. It's a soul, as soul crushing as attending a Taylor Swift concert. Um, I think once you're there, your soul's already gone. Or for my physics teacher attending a Leakin Park concert. Um, yeah, because they weren't near as good live as they were in the album, so that would be kind of soul-crushing. Cool. <laughs> but in order to actually get to a Taylor Swift concert, you would have to have sold your soul already. So, so not as bad as going to a Taylor Swift no, concert. No, because that wouldn't really be soul-crushing because you wouldn't have a soul anymore. It would have been sold off. It might be disappointing because it's like, fuck, I sold my soul for this? Maybe, yeah. yeah. I spent just as much money on my Taylor Swift on these Taylor Swift tickets when I could have... I could have paid for a semester of tuition. I was more like <laughs> going to say going to a Beyonce concert because even though I'm not a very big Beyonce fan, I feel like if I'm going to spend that kind of money on a concert, but I can't spend it on the people that I actually like, at least spend it on something that makes sense concert-wise. How does that make sense? Because Beyonce is a bit, way better performer than Taylor Swift, but that's not your music genre anyway well no because i didn't i haven't really listened to taylor swift since she decided she wasn't country anymore and i've never listened to taylor swift because i don't like her voice and beyonce tends to be kind of an overhyped music thief eh. and can kind of well is kind of known for stealing some dance moves too yeah that too but i think if it came down between the two of them i'd say where's that metal pole <laughs> Oh, if it's between them, where's the Linkin Park concert? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> that was great to know, I guess. I don't even know how the fuck we got there. I don't even remember either. But back to Robin and her soul-crushing work. God. She ends oh, that's up how we got there. Okay. Yeah, she ends up cleaning a whole hallway by herself. Not even a whole hallway. A whole damn, like... Yeah, it was. I'd say a whole hallway, but it was a very wide, very long hallway that had so many dirt, dirty tracks on it that I was like, uh -huh. "Man, wouldn't you take a look at that old man and be like, after she left, be like, fuck this man?" I oh no, I mean, she's only ten. That's what that work does to you. That wasn't an old lady. She was only ten. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you'd never know it by like the gray hair and the hunched back and everything. But she's only ten. You never know by the life that's been sucked out of her. Yeah. Old lady otherwise, but wouldn't you just be like, <laughs> anyone who gave you that work, wouldn't you just be like, hmm, would it be out of pocket to toss myself out the nearest window? Well, I mean, you could try it, but you could probably walk on the air. <laughs> oh, so you mean like, it's pretty I would thick. like, oh, it's pretty thick. <laughs> so you're saying that I would go to jump and just land face first into bubonic plague. Yeah, you would just like slowly sink through the air. Ew. Oh, that sounds so horrible. But, you know, <laughs> so would it be out of pocket to just fall down the stairs then? You'd probably have better luck that way. I would just be like, hmm, clean this hallway or stairs. <laughs> well, luckily for the story, she decided to clean the hallway. Oh, luckily for the story, she decides to clean the hallway. And here's a mysterious voice after she drops some water near a big-ass door. Yeah. Oh, she drops a bucket, and the water well, yeah, goes under kinda, the door. She kicks a bucket over. Yeah, and, and it go, the, the water, water goes spills, under. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, she's like, shit, 
and then goes to clean the well, water. Well, she doesn't say that, but... I mean... It's the tone. Even though her kid mind couldn't do that, it's a shit moment for us oh, adults. Yeah. You know that's what she meant. Oh, spilling water near a door is like the ultimate, like, I, I'm done cleaning. Fuck. I'm done cleaning. There may be a puddle here tomorrow, but the day's over. It's time to go to bed. Do I even dare open to see if there's something on the other side of this door that's soaking up that water that needs to be taken care of? Or can I just leave it? And then you leave it, and the next day you're walking around in socks and you step in it. And it squishes up between your toes. So then you're in wet, squishy socks that just keep getting Oh, she spills it on carpet, too. Oh, even worse. Yep. I would cry. I'd be like... I'd be like, those stairs are looking mighty yeah, fine That's right why now. she was on the other side trying to kind of soak it up from the carpet when she was caught. Yeah. And she goes into the room. She cleans up. The stairs are like, looking mighty fine right now. But luckily she hears a voice calling out girl mysteriously. From the other side of the room. Yep. Mysteriously and echoing. And she starts to walk towards it. And it gets louder and louder and louder. And then she gets caught by the 10-year-old, scu- <laughs> the 10-year-old yeah. scullery maid. Yep. Who's like, if I didn't find you, you would have been put in the stock. You'd be next to Sean. If Grim were caught, he'd be like, oh, anything to get out of this. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you know, let me just um, descend through the air. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead first. Descend through the air. And you know what? I'll put myself in the stocks. Yeah. Because I have to come back here to work again. No, thanks. <laughs> I'll put myself in the stocks. Thank I you. I quit. I'll put myself in the stocks. Yep. Well, she goes home for the day. Her father's already home. And she tries to tell her father about the wolf walkers again. And and this is when she said that if whatever that saying was, was actually true, she would have worked the Bible. Yes. And yeah, she tries to tell her father that the wolf walkers are real. He's like, I'm not hearing any of it. Eat your dinner. She pushes away dinner and goes up to her loft to sleep and mumbles under her breath. Mom would have listened. <laughs> uh-huh. I love I those thought that was... I thought that was the earlier conversation, though, when he Mm-mm. blew up at her. I thought no. she did at that time. Mm-mm. It was the, the second time because she got angry and she's like, mom would have listened. Well, I know she was angry that time, too. I thought that she said the mom would have listened thing the time that he had blown up at her. The first time he blew up her, she was more like, okay, well, I thought you would, because she started crying and she's like, I thought you would listen because her imaginary conversation told her so. Yeah. No, the second because time you can always trust your imaginary conversations. Mm hmm. They no, are far time, more accurate than reality. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. And the second time she told her father, he's like, I'm not listening. And she's like, you know what? Screw you. Mom was better. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean. She actually liked me. She actually, yeah. No, that's My where word you, mattered to her. That's where you pull out mom loved me. <laughs> yeah. You pull if, out I, all- if I would have said there was wolf walkers out there and they healed Merlin after I shot him in the wing and she saw Merlin is now fine after I said I shot him in the wing, she might, might actually say, how cool you made new friends. But no, you're like, bitch, you're a little psycho. Go work for that 10 year old and rapidly age in this air that's so thick you have to cut it to get from room to room. Damn. Um, you know. <laughs> When you're a kid who wants their parents to listen and the other one is dead, you pull it out of stops, man. You just go, yeah. mom loved me. Mom would have listened. Mm-hmm. Mom would do what you're not doing. Mom would 
give me good food. You know, you just pull out all the Well, stops. yeah, it's the same thing. Like if they're getting a divorce and it's like, you want the new PlayStation. It's like, well, mom would have bought it for me. So if I want to solve the village problem of, well, town problem of the wolf, I would have been like, I should say mom would have done it. Mom would have listened. She would have been right there backing me up trying to save everybody. But no, you're just like, fuck them. I don't care. I'm going to hunt them down and kill them. And you're going to stay here and become an old woman in the next year and a half. <laughs> in the next year and a half. God. <laughs> well, she goes to sleep and she has another dream. Yeah. Which turns into a little into, bit more detailed this time. Um, well, it turns into basically the dream the first time around was her walking walking down a forest path, following a golden trail leading up to a wolf. Yep. And the second time she dreams, she walk gets to the wolf again uh-huh. and it transforms into her. Yeah, and this is where we were a bit confused at first because it was like, okay, well, the what she's hearing in that room where she spilled the water, that's got to be the mom. Yes. So maybe because it was calling to her, what the person that the wolf transformed into was the mom. But then, well, that doesn't seem to fit because it didn't look anything like her. Why are we grouping but me into this more, conversation? That looked, was you. Well... Part of this was, most of this was. <laughs> I, 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 I hate to say it, but like, we're two different people. Well, yeah, I know. So where's the we in this? Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, there's no we in this. There's, I thought. <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah, I thought that like, um, it's like, okay, well, it can't be the, it can't be the mom. So it has to be maybe, well, okay, maybe it's her mom. So then I'm thinking, well, maybe it was like she was actually a wolf walker the whole time. And that was like why the dad was trying to, to keep her away from it or something like, oh, no, maybe you're not actually one, that kind of thing or some weird shit. And then it's like, oh, well, no, actually, maybe that's just her, her that she's seeing. And it looks more like her. And we talked about it. It's like, OK, was that her mom or was that her? And even you were like, I don't maybe her. Bold of you it to assume. Be. Bold of you to assume I have the same wrong of assumption as you. I thought it was Maeve that she was falling to, honestly. And then I was wrong. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like when I said something to you about it, it's like, well, I guess it could be her mom, but maybe it's her, but I don't know. And then you're like, I thought maybe it was Maeve. And then it's like, but she didn't look like her either. The one yeah, in the dream didn't my, look anything like her either. So But bold of you assume that my wrong assumption was like your wrong assumption. Oh no, I didn't I didn't mean it like we were assuming <laughs> the same thing. It was we both had the person wrong and this was my wrong and i just hadn't quite got to what your wrong was uh i mean i really thought it was Maeve in the beginning because i didn't really see the wolf details because during that scene i was looking down and i didn't look up quite quick enough <laughs> shame on you <laughs> so <laughs> um, shame on but, you for not giving the movie your full attention well i had an important text well it's a good thing you watched the movie the second time did you notice it that time, or were you also looking down? No, I noticed it that time. Like, I noticed that the wolf looked like none of the wolves in the area, so I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but anyway. But anyway, um, yeah, so the wolf in the dream transforms into her human self, and she opens her eyes, and she sees that everything is in chalkboard and with neon chalk, mm-hmm. <laughs> and is thoroughly freaked out because, look, her body's right in front of her. 
oh shit, what's happening? Yeah, it would be weird to open your eyes and see yourself sleeping. Mm -hmm. She's looking down, she sees wolf paws and everything, and she's like, oh crap, what's going on? Her father wakes up, hears the squawking. Because she's kind of freaking out a bit, so Mm -hmm. making some noise. Yeah, she's whimpering, and her bird is not helping because no. Merlin is making sounds too. I kind of got the impression Merlin was trying to calm her down. I got the impression that Merlin was trying to calm her down, but it didn't help any. So no, and Merlin was from like, an outside, like not knowing what was going on, like say the the dad just suddenly seeing it, I could see how it would be like Merlin is trying to stop the wolf from going after the daughter, whereas we know what's going on, and like okay, he's trying to calm her down. Well, from there, um, the dad goes up to the loft, sees Robin in her wolf form and does not recognize her. Robin doesn't realize that her father doesn't recognize her. Well, she I don't think she really got a full grasp on the fact that she was a wolf yet because she kept calling out to her dad like, mm-hmm. yeah, this it's me. Stop. And the dad is just like, hey, wolf, get the fuck away from my kid. Shoot and she's like, hey, dad, I'm the wolf. Well, in the end, he ends up shooting at her, and um, she has this luckily missing, and um, she ends up like going out of the window near her in her loft and Mm -hmm. um, running through the rooftops out to the forest, out of town, and getting shot out, shot at again, and falling onto the ground and almost getting captured. That was when she came back in. Oh, I thought that was when she was trying to get out. (laughs) Yeah, no. No one noticed her getting up because the incompetent soldiers were not awake. because she snuck behind the soldiers and, yeah. Got out again through the front gate. It's kind of amazing how many times she snuck out through the front gate. Well, snuck in and out through the front gate. Yeah, I mean, you get what you pay for, and that guy didn't seem like he was one that would really want to pay for much. Um, yeah. I mean, soldiers got to sleep. Yeah. Whether it's during On the shift date. or not is a whole other thing, but yeah. But I mean, who could blame him? Who could blame him? The ones that are in charge. Um. Also, there's basically plague air spreading around, so I'm pretty sure that makes someone pass out if they. Well, stood. yeah. I mean, it is hard to breathe when the air is thick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably just a lack of oxygen thing. They probably more passed out than no, they really did. They weren't sleeping. They were just unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> They're just unconscious. Yeah. The plague got to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she gets out <laughs> of the town and into the forest where she literally runs into Maeve again. Mm, yeah. Like quite literally runs into Maeve. And Maeve's like, oh, crap, mom's going to kill me. Yeah, she was trying to heal the bite before it, I guess, transformed her and it didn't work. I, I don't know what. Maeve was thinking, because it's like, you still bid her, and your mother told you not to bite anyone. Yeah, but she wasn't trying to bite her. She was trying to free her. And since Robin was flailing around so much, she inadvertently got bitten. Yeah. I just, I find it kind of funny how she's like, yeah, no, this, how could this happen? It's like, um, well, you did bite her. Yeah. And your mom said to never bite anyone, even if it was accidental. Um, your mom did tell you, like, very seriously not to bite anyone. Yeah. So And she could have done something else to introduce herself. Nope. <laughs> she could have changed back and then come back to free her. But no. Nope. It's just they had easy to... Meet each to... Other as wo- they had to meet each other as wolf and human. Come yeah. on. Yeah, of course. That's, mm-hmm. how, that's how this shit works. The story doesn't work any other way. There's no way they could she have met as human. Has to now be one of them. 
yes. So, um, yeah, Maeve is like, you know what? Screw mom grounding me to all eternity. This is cool. Mm, yeah, pretty much. She now had a friend. Mm-hmm. And she teaches that friend how to be a wolf in all in one night. Yeah, it was a very educational montage of a night. It was a cool montage of a night. Oh, yeah. This an is an amazing song. Yeah, I was gonna say this is one of like the best songs in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the animation during this educational montage and the song is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, no. yeah, it's it's just hard not to just be blown away while watching this scene. I can't even describe the scene in enough detail to it's like it's one of those things where it's like you have to watch it it's so amazing just watch it um but yeah no she learns how to be a wolf in one night because you know kids are fast learners well i mean that and the plot has to keep moving yep because you only have so much time to tell this story yep so it's like okay we need to teach her how to be a wolf and then move on Mm -hmm. well she gets taught how to be a wolf they end up on the same tree root and Maeve again also promises, um, not Maeve, but Robin also promises again to Maeve, like, hey, I know I didn't, I promised last time that I would meet you again here, but I ended up working at the scullery. So I'm promising again that I'm going to meet you here the next day, the next night. But remember, shit happens. I think, I feel like Robin doesn't understand the concept of the universe says fuck that. Yeah. And it seemed like it was like she was going there every day. Mm-hmm. I kind of got the impression that, like, oh, she didn't show up today. Well, she'll be there tomorrow, and she would just keep going. It seemed like that, but I feel like it was just the whole day. I don't know why they... Well, yeah, and it was, I mean, it was a, a whole day, but it felt like there was multiple days of her trying to get away. Yeah. Because it's like, it was, because it showed this during this montage of just her working and Maeve sitting on the, the tree waiting. She's trying to stay awake so she doesn't turn into a wolf. And it felt more like there was multiple nights of her trying to stay awake rather than just one night. Yeah, it's a very weird, weird scene because it's, it is just one night, but it feels like multiple nights. Because Robin goes back to the town, doesn't successfully sneak in like she snuck out. No, she gets found out. By her father first. And then the entire town. Yeah, because including she just- douchebag Lord Protector. Yeah, because she decides that, hey, I see a golden scent trail that kind of reminds me of Maeve. I'm going to check out what that is. It's coming from the castle of Lord Protector. Well, was it a golden scent trail that reminds her of Maeve? Or was it, it's a golden scent trail that is very much like the one that I keep dreaming about? Whichever. I don't know. But either way, she follows it instead of just going back into her body and figuring, let me do this tomorrow. Yep. Nope. Instead, she goes out same night. Gets caught by her father, almost caught by her father in the town, ends up in the castle, and we find out that the cage that's inside the room that she was in earlier is May's mother. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. And May's mother is asking her intensely a whole bunch of questions like, when did you get turned? How did you get turned? How is the wolf that turned you? Is Maeve okay? Mm-hmm. And Robin's, Robin realizes this is Maeve's mom. Because well, um, Maeve should have left. She wasn't supposed to still be around. Yeah, technically. But Maeve was also supposed to stay there and wait for the mom to come back to take them to the safe place. So who's supposed to do what now? Yep. Um, oh, and by the way, the we, we get introduced to the mom, which 
Her name is Mall, and she's voiced by Maria Doyle Kennedy. And she is she is amazing. I love her work. I can't think I, of it. I can't think of any role I've seen her in that I didn't like. My problem is I'd have to re- know which where she was, what she was in. Well, she was Siobhan on Orphan Black. She was, I want to say, a maid or housekeeper or something like that on Dexter. Um, and, they, and there's a bunch of other things too. And then I can't off the top of my head think of them. Um, I'm trying to figure out what she was in. Um, I'm only seeing really Orphan Black that I recognize. Oh, she's in Hide and Seek. Huh. And Dexter, you're right. Mm-hmm. In the first couple of seasons. Huh. I believe it was. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked that I don't see her in anything else. Apparently she was in the um in the conjuring too. Yes. I'm trying to remember where, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> well, no, because I just I it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but I just recently watched a reaction video of it. And I remember seeing her and it's like, oh shit, I forgot she was in this. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember because being a reaction video, it's not the full movie. So trying to remember yeah. what was when is not the easiest when it's been a while since I've seen the movie to begin with. Yeah, and I, I have it's been a it's been a little bit since I've seen the movie too. So I'm trying to figure out what she was too. But anyway, a- anyway, we're so far off topic here. Yeah, so Robin finds all that out. May's mother tells her to get out of here because Lord Protector comes into the room. Robin hides and um she doesn't successfully hide for long. Nope. Lord Protector sees her and it's like, oh, holy shit, there's a loose wolf in here. Let everybody know. And now Robin has to run and hide and try and escape from pretty much everybody with a weapon, including her father. Somehow she successfully gets back to her body. Yeah, it was um, it was a bit close. There was a couple of times when it's like, shit. Okay, so is now this kid they, make it? Yeah, because it's like, okay, is it going to be like she's captured as well? And now her dad's going to be like, why won't my daughter wake up? And there's going to be some shit about that. But no, she makes it back. She makes it back and gets back into her. Well, she panics and it's like, how do I get back into my body? She finds oh, yeah, out. There's she, that too. There's always a she, little bit of a panic. Yeah, out of body experiences probably suck. Yeah, well, next time I have one, I'll make sure to, to note what it feels like so I can tell you. You don't have one every time you get way too high? No. I have can't feel my body experience. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't quite had out-of-body experience. I'm waiting for the day that you're like so high. You're just like, I'm so Whoa. high, I can see the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she makes it back into her body. And the poor thing, I think she ends up coming out because the whole town is basically rioting or close like an inch away from rioting well she gets back into her body and her dad comes bursting in and he's almost to her to begin with when she gets into her body Mm -hmm. and he gets to her just as she's back in and she's just kind of waking up as he's pulling the curtain back to check on her yeah oh I forgot that we also find out during the conversation that Maul tells Robin that Lord Protector plans to burn the whole forest down and wipe to wipe them out. Well, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, because her father comes back in to see her like awake. They go out back out, and the Lord Protector is announcing to the whole entire town that he's going to show them something that proves that he can tame the wolves and this whole place. Robin tries to. The only way I can say it is tries to. Oh, what is it called when you're trying to? Stop somebody? It's not stop. It's like trying to plead with 
plead to their humanity or something like that, which he has none of. Yeah, he's not really the most... Um, humanitarian person? Yeah, let's go with that. He's not really okay. the most humanitarian person. And I'm sure Peter would have a field day with him on the wolf thing. Well, yeah, I'm sure of it. It would be or interesting to fall. It would be interesting to see where they fell on the whole wolf walker thing to begin with, though. I don't know because they're kind of. I mean, up they in don't the air. like people wearing animal skins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more along the line of like thinking when I think of PETA, I'm like they always make a big deal out of things that are not an issue, and then when things are actually an issue, they're like, "Huh? What? What do you mean? Huh? I don't see that." But anyway. But anyway, um, yeah. And Lord Protector ignores her. Her father gets demoted down to foot shoulder. And um, she is, again, sent to the scullery. Luckily, she's not there very long. So she doesn't age like the 10-year-old. No. She does so, get pretty dirty, though. Yeah. And Maeve's also waiting for Robin. This is also, this is now the scene of the rest of the night where Robin is trying to stay up the whole entire night so she doesn't turn back into a wolf. Well, can you blame her, though? No. I um, mean, you're being hunted. And um, nobody will listen to you. So it's not like you can say, look, when I fall asleep, I turn into a wolf. I don't want to hurt anybody. But, you know, I also don't want to be hurt. My problem is that my reaction to stress and in, in too much anxiety is sleep. So there'd be no way I wouldn't pass out during an event like this. It's like, look, just stay calm, everybody, and listen. When I felt, and, and then you're you're done. Just put your warm to a wolf right yeah. in front of everyone. Yeah, no, I would just be like, no, I'd actually wait until I got home because I need I need a comfortable space to like wave out my anxiety sleep. So it would be more like. As soon as my body hit the bed, done. Okay. Interesting. But anyway, <laughs> we're trying to stay on track more this time. And that nah. is not it. Nope. Um, well, in the morning, Robin releases Merlin, telling Merlin to warn Maeve and to be free, Bird. Because unlike Robin, Merlin can be free. Yeah. Because Robin is pretty much locked in a cage. Yep, she goes back to the scullery and it's working and Maeve is waiting for her the whole night and realizes Robin's not coming, starts to get upset and then sees Merlin, who tells her, yeah, she can't come, um, but I hope you get this message from her. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a squawk, squawk. Oh, really? Squawk, squawk. What do you mean? Squawk, squawk. That stupid bitch. It was, <laughs> it was kind of one of those things. Um, Mev ignores whatever message Merlin tells her and goes to look for Robin. She finds Robin and tries to convince her to help her find her mother. And Robin refuses. Yeah. Because she's worried about her father. She keeps telling her, just get the rest of the wolves and leave. Everybody get out of here. And Maeve's like, well, no, help me find my mom. And she's like, no, you need to just leave. Mm -hmm. My father is going to kill you. They are going to burn the forest down and kill all the wolves. Get out. And Maeve's like, no, I need to find my mom. And you need to help me. And Robin's like, I can't. I'm sorry. Turns away and Maeve, extremely hurt, rips the flower that Robin gave her out of her hair, crushes it, throws it down to the ground and leaves. Yeah. And it was a very, like, it was a very poignant scene, but it's like it was very childlike. Mm -hmm. It's like it just totally felt like a kid thing. I also felt like Maeve 
acted more like an animal like she did when she met Robin again. Like she was more animalistic that time than she has been throughout like her latest interactions with yeah. Robin. Well, now she's angry and she's resorting mm-hmm. she's resorting more towards her nature rather than trying to control herself. She's like the walls are kind of breaking down a little. Yeah. Maeve leaves with a town. Town tasty. Town tasty. And Robin's left to cry over her um, her ruined friendship. Yeah. But as Maeve is walking through town with her town tasty, she hears that the Lord Protector has captured a wolf mm-hmm. and is going to present it to before the whole town. To prove his might that he can tame the mighty beast. And Maeve hears and instantaneously knows it's her mother and gets pissed. And becomes pretty much as much animal as a person can be. Yep. And while this Robin is told by the 10-year-old scullery maid <laughs> that they need to go to the <laughs> courtyard. Yep. Lord Protector wants everybody out there to see this. Yep. And Maeve ends up running into Robin. Yep. Keeps trying to get her to leave. And she's like, no, that's my mom. You need to help me. Yep. And um, Lord Protector shows Maeve's mother, Maul, that she's chained and muzzled. And, you know, I have complete control over her. Yep. Totally complete control over her. She's not growling at all. No. Um, And if I took these chains off and that muzzle off, she'd just sit here all nice and calm and wouldn't bother anybody. Wouldn't maul me half to death. Yeah. That's why the chains and muzzle are there. Just because, you know, I need someplace to store them. Yeah. Um, Maeve sees the cruelty that's being enacted on her mother and goes to try to save her. But Robin uses her unknowing henchman to... um, Yeah, the unwitting hitchmen decide that it's time to lock up the wolf that Robin says she's captured. Mm -hmm. The unfortunate words that her father keeps telling her throughout the film that we have not said is, she tells Babe, I'm sorry, this is for your own good. Yeah, this is for your own good is a very recurring theme. From her father. Yeah, it's a very recurring sentiment. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, Maeve doesn't stay in there for very long because... She breaks out. Apparently... Anger leads to a superhuman state because... Um, oh, adrenaline. Yeah, adrenaline. But I'm saying, like, apparently they torture her mom enough to where she's just like, mm, no, I'm just breaking out of this. Yeah. Maeve runs up, runs over Robin. <laughs> uh-huh. And jumps onto the stage to her mother. Yeah. And now this, the guards and other people are kind of upset because now there's somebody else here that shouldn't be, and they're pointing the weapons at her, and... Maeve's mom was like, uh, wait a minute. You don't fuck with my kid. And the Lord Protector basically orders Goodfellow, which apparently there's no other foot soldier but Goodfellow. Well, I mean, he is the one that was supposed to be taking care of the wolves. Yep. So, uh, Goodfellow actually ends up capturing Maeve. Yeah. For a second before Maeve's mother bites him. Yes. Uh, well, I th- and I thought the bite was interesting because... She was all, no, you never bite anybody, no matter what. And then it turned into, my kid's in danger, bite. Yep. It's like, no matter what, uh, unless your kid's in danger, and then go ahead. I mean, I get it. Because quite honestly, it's probably just instinct to protect her kid. Yeah. So, But you know, she shouldn't have bit him. Well, yeah, but it's kind of one of those where it's like, you teach no matter what. So it's like, you even have to fight instincts at times. And then that's what she goes and does. Poor Robin's trying to stop 
everything that's going on on the stage. Um, Maid gets out of Goodfellow's capture and vows to return for her mother with her pack before fleeing out to the forest. Yeah, she kind of crouches on the the wall and says she's a wolf walker, says she's going to get her pack and come back for her mom, howls and takes off. Which, I don't know, I would be like, as a child's person, I'd be like, oh shit, we're fucked. We fucked with magic. We're fucked. It's like, well, we fucked around. <laughs> we I guess out. we're about to find out. Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, hey, you know, I think he's still another in the day and, and another fucking day in the socks. Well, or the pillory or whatever the fuck I'm in. Well, it's Grimm's ideal place in the setting. Well, I mean, he gets a bath. Breathe in that plague air. Um. Well, by bath, I mean, he gets to stand out in the rain. <laughs> the rain should wash the plague air, soot, residue, whatever that's settled on him off. So that's helpful. Yeah, that's helpful. But back to Robin. And Robin brings him food every now and then. Yeah, Robin brings him food every now and then. Forgot to mention that. But back to Robin and her father. Um, Lord Protector orders Bill to kill Maul and he goes off to burn down the forest. Bill is about to, well, her father, which I keep calling him Goodfellow because that's what he gets called through the yeah, foot. Yeah, that's, I mean, when Lord Protector wants him for anything, he just yells, Goodfellow. Yep. Um, Goodfellow goes to kill Maul, but um, Robin gets in the way. She's like, you can't kill him. Her. Kill her. God, you can't kill her. Yeah. I have to help her and her daughter, and I'm one of them. I think she tells him, too, that I'm one of them, right? Um, I don't know if she says it now or later once they're outside the walls. But I know she does at one point say it. Because later when like she's he's holding on to her and she's trying to run into the woods because it's like, well, she's dying because she does get out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't think she tells him. I'm trying to remember. And I watched it today. God damn it. I think she might. She, I think she tells him when she's trying to go and help. Yeah. Yeah. After she's been shot and she's trying to go and help. Yeah, I think she says to her father in the town, like, I have to help them kind yeah. of thing. It's like, have to help them. But I think as far as the, I'm one of them thing, I think that comes up later. Yeah, I think it comes yeah. up later. I'm just trying to remember what she tells her father as she's leaving with Maul well, while she's on Maul's back in her wolf form. But anyway, she basically leaves with Maul. Yeah, she rides out on the back of a wolf like it was a fucking horse. Yeah, Prin- Princess Mon, okay, style man. Why not? Um, I'm going to assume because I still haven't seen the movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You haven't. No, not till March. (laughs) (laughs) I know Um, that's one you're looking forward to. Yep. Um, but she takes, well, Maul Maul takes her to Maeve, who's getting ready to attack, but she sees her mother and we get a really cool, I think, animated scene where. Oh, I think it's animated too. (laughs) <laughs> we just get a really cool scene where um when Mav's human as a human meets with her mother who's in wolf form we get their spirit their other forms in like yeah. that golden spirit form mom's, flying mom's mom per, like person spirit comes up out of the wolf person spirit <laughs> and Maeve's wolf spirit comes up out of the person and the two and just kind of embrace and yeah it was really cool see that yeah um, and the artwork and just the way it was animated was really nice but the good times cannot last because because there's still movie left yep bill follows them and we suddenly see him shoot molly i mean god Maul. 
Yeah. And it causes multiple form to become like a gold, a gold spirit floating towards her back to her human form. Well, that's eventually because Maeve does the whole like laying on hands thing, trying to heal her thing. Doesn't work. And it's not really working. And we get arguments between Robin and, Robin her, father. and her dad of no, they're, they're not bad. They, they need help blah 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 and goes back into the cave with the mom's person body just kind of laying there and you see a little bit of that gold magic just kind of come together and just like kind of like a water drop just come out of her and then we go back to the wolf version and the wolf spirit comes up all gold and it was kind of like they were what came out of the the mom body and the wolf body were trying to reconnect mm-hmm and the wolf spirit flew back and went into mom body. Well, not yet, because basically the wolf spirit, basically her mom's like physical wolf form disappears into that golden spirit and starts floating away. Yeah. <laughs> like slowly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It goes away and it goes back to mom body. Yeah. It takes a second, though. We get oh, this yeah. long journey through the forest. but um, Another spectacularly animated journey. Mm-hmm. Before that, we go on that journey in that forest. Robin is being trying to be pulled away by her father. He is not successful because Robin decides to tell him she's a wolf walker. Yep. And he doesn't believe it. And she falls asleep and Proves turns it. in yep and goes into her wolf form. Yep. And leaves. And is the only her, gray wolf. Yep. Breaking her father's heart. Um I think she broke her. I think I don't know if it was well, I guess maybe breaking his heart, but I think it was more breaking his heart because this whole time his daughter had been telling them, him the truth and he hadn't been listening. I think it's also more like he doesn't know if his daughter his daughter is truly like asleep or dead either. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's still worried about her safety. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as like a heartbreaking thing, it would be more that than the fact that she's a wolf. Oh no, I'm not saying that because so, I think it's more the fact that he's deciding to she's deciding to leave him. Well, yeah, like, there's that too. It's very it's hard to watch a child. I'm sure it's probably hard to watch a child leave that you dedicate everything to keep them safe, to keep them close to you, and they're by choice leaving you. Yeah, and especially knowing that by doing this, she is running into woods that the Lord Protector is burning down and is bringing in basically heavy artillery to Mm -hmm. destroy to kill all these wolves and instead of staying out where it's safe like you want her to she is running headfirst into danger Mm -hmm. so yeah worried makes sense yeah so robin in her wolf form follows miv and the other wolves and lord protector and his army arrive just kind of like what minutes after she left leaves and collars her father yes which is incredibly demeaning and sad. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, this guy likes to control people. So yep. put a collar on him. Yep. From there, Lord Protector and his army begin to burn the forest and shoot artiller- alt- artillery. artillery into yep. the forest. They have a gigantic cannon. Yep. Uh, while that is happening, Maeve, Robin, and the wolf pack arrive at their den they see the gold wolf spirit fly back into Maul, but Maul doesn't wake up. No. She's still... She's semis- still hurting. Yeah. And you see the wound that is now on her body. Mm-hmm. Maeve tries to heal it. Um, doesn't work. But then you... Well, she, we see Maeve try to heal it, and then we 
hear, well, we see the den shake yep. from Big artillery fire. and everything shakes. Robin and the pack go to stall the soldiers. Well, Robin goes to stall the soldiers. Wave tells the pack to go help her. Yep. And Meb begins to try to heal her mom by herself. Yep. But she's not strong enough to do it all by herself. But before that, we get a really cool montage of the wolves attack. Robin leading the wolves to attack the humans. Yes. And this is another one. It's like, you kind of just got to watch it. Yeah. And then I believe we come back to Maeve, who's like, I need the whole pack. Because she sees like a, um, she sees like a, a I can't even say it was a drawing, like a carving in the top of their den. Yeah, I would say it was more like a cave painting-ish type thing with like handprints and a lot of cave painting symbolism type shit going on on the the roof of this little uh, wolf den. Yeah, kind of like that. Well, she figures out that she needs the rest of the, she needs the whole pack to heal her mother. Yep. So she howls and all the wolf pack comes back. Yep. They abandon the fight and come running. Which Robbins is, stays out because I think she sees her father. Yeah. Everybody's running back and her father is still out there with Lord Protector and she's running back and turns and sees him. He sees her. He says her name and Lord Protector's like, oh wait what and decides he has a new target so he's trying he, to get i don't her. think he connects it just yet well i don't know if he necessarily connects it so much as he sees a wolf there yeah that's true and so they begin to try and attack robin don't get her we cut to mave again with the wolf pack they all like she starts healing her mother and they all howl which causes the whole area to like light up yeah. With all of, of like the carvings and drawings yeah. of the wolf walkers. And a lot of the soldiers are like, uh, wait a minute, what the fuck? Magic. And and some of them run away. And Goodfellow's like, hmm, why can I start, see, why am I starting to see these weird things that and I didn't sees, see before? Why are things starting it. to look different to me? Yeah, and he also, oh yeah, that's why he stops and stares at Robin, because he could see Robin in her human form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord Protector sees the all of these all these symbols are leading up to one specific spot under the waterfall. Yeah, it's the bread trail back to the wolves, mm -hmm. and he follows it with big ass cannon. Yep, and he aims the cannon because he's like, "We finally found the den. Aim!" And that plan is entirely ruined by Robin. Yep, Wolf Robin does some acrobats and or some acrobatic moves and jumps on the cannon the cannon's aim is changed to down and it goes off and goes boom and kind of comes apart yep and many, shooting many pieces and shooting robin off at the same time <laughs> somewhere yeah, she 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 ended up in not so good a condition yeah yeah she um, was she, a little worse for wear from that she gets knocked unconscious after disabling the cannon and Lord Fellow, Lord Fellow, oh God, Lord, Lord Protector. Like, Shit, did we have another character I didn't remember? It Lord wouldn't Protector. be out of the question. Yeah, Lord Protector with his horse. I don't know if that that blast killed the horse or just knocked it unconscious. I think it killed it. It flung it pretty far. Yeah, along with her father, with um, Robin's father. Oh, yeah, he was chained to it. Yeah, surprisingly, didn't get his neck snapped, but no. <laughs> Lord Protector wakes up without his horse um mm -hmm. and sees robin passed out yeah she was kind of knocked unconscious and he goes to try and kill her which goodfellow sees lord protector going to like starting to make his way to go kill his daughter and rage which, quits 
<sighs> rage quits is enraged. It's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm out. And he kind of ends this whole charade of being human, turns into a wolf, and goes on the attack. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has to protect his daughter. Well, yeah, of course. Obviously. Mm-hmm. That's what this whole thing has been about. That's why he has been not wanting her to go outside. He's been trying to protect her from the start, even though his form of protection will turn her into an old hag by the time she's 10. I like how you've come to the conclusion that old hag is 10. You didn't argue it and kind of went along with it. So I'm I mean, thinking it's good enough to be true. What if she's like internal? She's just like the main lady sucking up all like the soul energy from <laughs> it's all like, the maids. She's really 340, but she's been sucking the life out of everybody else for so long. Now she's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the fact that she's 10 better. I also kind of like the fact that she's 10 better, yeah. but it would be kind of funny being like, ah, yes, continue working slaves. <laughs> They think the problem's wolf walkers. No, 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 no. It's the, the scullery hag. <laughs> the scullery hag. Oh. <laughs> Lovely. Um, yeah. So from there, we see Goodfellow transform into a big ass, very big ass, intimidating Ooh, ass wolf. Yes, he is a big fucking wolf. I find it interesting that his snarling is more pronounced than like um, Maeve's mother's. Like the snarling around his nose is drawn more like in detail than her her snarling. Oh, you mean how the lips are like how they curled up when he snarls? Yeah, and yeah. there's more definition in his nose too when yeah. he snarls. He has a more I, defined. Well, his his overall look, I think there's more definition in it. It's funny because he looks more wild than Maeve's mom in that scene. Yeah, and and it kind of makes sense because. At that point, he kind of is just a wild wolf. Mm-hmm. He has no idea of his power or anything else. It's just instinctual protect your child rage that's going on. So, yep. yeah. And we get another epic fight with Robin help, finally helping her, being able to help out her father and protecting him yep. as well. Another we scene that I side have by to- side. Yep. Another scene that I have to say, like, you have to watch it. But the next scene where her father ends up cornering Lord Protector at a cliff near the waterfall, which is the same um Yeah, cliff. we've seen this area a couple times and seen the massive load of just very scary spiky rocks underneath it a few times already. Mm-hmm. And now they're um, fighting the right above it. it. Yeah, yep, right the, at the, the edge. Yep. Um, good. God, good. Phil. Lord Protector has a small <laughs> knife. Doesn't work. Has a small knife. Doesn't against a big ass wolf. Doesn't work. No. Big ass wolf takes a giant ass bite of him. Yep. And bites into like a chest plate or something. And instead of getting into him. Nope. He went through the chest plate. That's why you saw that gold rising up because he was well, turning that's into what a wolf I thought walker. Too, but then when he undid the buckle, it's like, well, there was no sign of like damage to the shirt or anything that was underneath it. Um, so no, I didn't I mean, know if it was just kind of like, okay, well, this is a kid's thing. So we're not going to show the fact that those teeth I went think it's into like the kid. I think the it's a kid scene. Cause like, that's why there was the gold rising up. Cause that's the realization. Cause he, he, I didn't describe it cause it's such a good scene, but when he saw Goodfellow with the same injury that his yeah. human body had, he was like, Oh, I get yeah. it now. And he saw the, the gold magic glow in the cut on the face. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he saw the same magic glow on the piercing spots where yep. Goodfellow was biting him. And he's like, 
I shan't become a wolf walker. Yeah, and well, when he saw that too, he realized what was going on and was about to shoot him because the wolf mm-hmm. was attacking him, and he was like, "Well, fuck! You know, if yeah. I can't attack, if I can't kill the wolf, I can kill the person." Yeah, but that didn't and, work. Nope, it didn't. But like now, going to the scene where they're above the big sharp rocks at the bottom of the waterfall, he's like, "You know, death or becoming a wolf. Death or becoming a wolf." death or becoming a wolf (laughs) yeah it was kind of well spirited away when i said okay which one's worse falling hundreds of feet to your death when the wooden stairs break or falling on the stone stairs because there's no railing it's like well the stone stairs you're gonna have to deal with that pain for quite a while the other one's over quick so i mean that's kind of he took the quick out i think he just didn't want to become a wolf walker oh yeah but that's sometimes like he took the he took the easy way out death become a wolf death become a wolf well and become perpetually hunted and be something that you have been saying is evil or see the error of your ways and maybe per- no that's too much pride no i really think this is a pride matter mm-hmm. he took it's the easy the way out he was too proud to kind of just say you know maybe you're right nope easy way out i'm gonna die being right yeah Basically, it's like, I'm not going to give up my pride and continue living and maybe joining a pack because I have no other choice than staying alive. Nope, it's death. Exactly. Because, you know, that makes logical sense. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the logic. All the logic. It's all right sense. there. Uh, as religion, maybe. Oh, no, there's no logic in religion. <laughs> I, I can't even. I couldn't even say that it that there was with a straight face. Uh, now, there's no logic in religion. Mm-mm. No. So yeah, he plummets to his death, uh, Gaston style. If you say so. Well, kind of just fades into the background. Oh, okay. You don't really see Gaston hit anything. You just hear him scream. If you say so. And fades. Have you not seen Beauty and the Beast? Um, no. Really? Interesting. I, well, I've seen part of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. That's so strange. So entirely strange. Well, that was, growing up, that was girls Disney. That wasn't oh, boys Disney. Really? Yeah. That's so funny because me and my me and my brother sat side by side watching like all the princess TV sh- princess TV shows together. Yeah, growing up, that was that was the girls Disney stuff. That was what they watched, hmm. and we watched like Fox and the Hound, um, Sword in the Stone. That was what the boys Disney. What the difference the generation makes because that's the point that me and my brother were kids. We were just it was very much like. All Disney's for yeah. all kids. Yeah. Yep. It's a good movie. If you say so. Mm. I don't I mean, know. I a, haven't seen the whole thing, so I can't say. I'll have to take your Disney word for cl- it. It's a Disney classic for a reason, even though the live action was really bad. Well, you know, Disney doing live action versions of their animated movies has historically not been a smart move. You say historically. It's only been like what? Like since well, no. 2000? Well, there's been um, Beauty and the Beast. There was Jungle Book. There was Little Mermaid. Um, Peter Pan. Little Mermaid wasn't too bad. Um, there was Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Um, Pinocchio. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, they did do a live action Pinocchio. I totally forgot about that shit. They really should just do live action of their movies that didn't do so well, like Atlantis. I would love to see a live action of Atlantis. Eh, I'll just go with Stargate Atlantis and say close enough. Not really, but okay. Yeah, but then I don't have to deal with Disney fucking shit up. Mm, true. But we're way off track yet again. <laughs> well, we have five minutes left of the movie, so let's get done. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Lord Protector is now gone. Good riddance. Um, Yay! And 
There was much rejoicing. Um, Goodfellow. Well, there wasn't really much rejoicing. <laughs> well, it, there was much audience rejoicing. Audience rejoicing. In the movie, he left more like, oh, what is it? Like, he left with a, like, a whisper, not with a yell kind of thing. He went out with a whimper instead of a yell. Yeah. Yeah. It's very quiet and unnoticeable. He was not very well regarded. He was an Englishman, a authoritarian Englishman in Irish settlement. Okay, yeah. So, no point in what I said, because it should have been just taken as a given. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway. Then anyway, he's dead. The witch is dead. Which, I mean, Lord Protector. And um, Robin and her father reunite. Kind of like Maeve and her mother did earlier. Just without the magical spirit coolness. I was kind of sad about that. Because I was just like, it would have been kind of cool if they got a, got a it similar scene. It would have, scene. but... It would have kind of taken away from the tension of the scene because they're on a time crunch. Yeah, they're on a time crunch. So Robin realizes they have to get back to Maeve. And we get another fantastic scene of when um, Robin and Maeve and the whole pack heal Maul. I think this is yet another movie to where we can just say every scene is just a fantastic scene. I could say that, but... I mean, like, uh, animation-wise, I can't really say anything where it's like, eh. I mean, it all oh no. was really good. But I dare say the healing the healing scene of this movie oh, yeah. was probably the best animated scene of this movie, bar none. It was amazing to watch. I really like that scene. Yeah, I, I, I do like I I like the... Um, when they're running through the woods together, like the first time cool she too. was a wolf and, and she's learning how to be a wolf. Mm -hmm. But anyway. But anyway. <laughs> then they revive Maul. Yep. And, you know, Goodfellow feels like, yeah, no, I need to leave. I, I've hurt my daughter. I have messed up with my daughter enough. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was cool, too, how, like, once she's revived, Mm -hmm. Maeve climbs up and curls up in her arms. And then Robin just did the same. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like she knew that's where she was supposed to be. I just find it so interesting that Maeve's mom is not as wild as her daughter. Well, you know, she's still got growing up to do. That's true. She's still a pup. Because like it was so funny watching Maeve's mother like question Robin so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like a mother would. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, but yeah, Goodfellas was like, yeah, nope, I messed up enough. I think... My, my daughter deserves happiness, even if I'm not with her. Yep. But Robin Which, calls out to him to get him to come back. And Maeve's mom's like, yeah, you know what? You're one of us now. Come join the pack. Mm -hmm. And we get a very sweet scene of the whole pack embracing together. Yeah. And we also get... We get a scene of everybody in the town realizing Lord Protector's dead and they don't have to deal with his tyranny anymore and sean is finally free of the stock and now has plague water running off on him <laughs> well yeah i mean he's covered in it anyway mm, plague water tasty a nice accompaniment accompaniment to plague air i'm sure um sean will appreciate the plague water after so many days of being in the stock well i'm thinking he'll probably appreciate being able to just go and lay down that too. I mean, at what point or do you just, just to be able to stand up straight for a while would be nice. That too. 
But you know, no, I think he was more happy about that. He could hear the sounds of the wolf walkers again. Oh, can you imagine how much it would hurt to stand up straight after that many days of being in that position? I'm more thinking about like bathroom. Well, but gravity helps. I mean, at some point they had to have come and swept under him. So, I mean, it just ran down his <laughs> pant leg. I mean, there wasn't a pile there and he he was wearing the same clothes. So he didn't go and change. So apparently he didn't go to the bathroom that much over the course of the couple of days. Like I said, it just goes down his pant leg. (sighs) What if he needed to poop? (laughs) Goes down the pant leg. Underwear then is not like underwear now. I guess. It's like, you know, before you put me in that position here, let me take off my underwear. (laughs) Let me take off. (laughs) So that way as I'm here for the few days, I can just kind of do a little shake and let it fall down my pant leg. Hold and up, hold up, hold up. Then you just gotta hold then you just gotta hope it's solid. God, I could not imagine and diarrhea. In that day and age, odds are it wasn't very solid. I can't imagine diarrhea running down one's leg. And being stuck in it for days. Yes. That would suck. Wouldn't you get a rash? You'd get something. Off topic. Let's let's finish. Oh this. yeah, off topic. Because uh, we've been on topic for how much of the time so far? None, but they've made really interesting conversations. <laughs> yeah, probably about three of them I could keep in, even in the extended cut, but yeah. <laughs> well, um, we cut to... What I was don't the off-topic how... t- off thing you were going to say? Mm-hmm. You were going to say something off-topic. We were talking no, about the I whole said, di- di- I said diarrhea thing. I, was, I said off-topic because we're off-topic. Oh, I, I was trying to get comment. back on-topic. I thought you had a comment that you wanted to say that was no. off-topic. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah, because oh, the last God. few times you've done that, it's like you were wanting to say something. So I thought that's where we were going, but never mind. No. Okay. On to- going back on-topic. So let's, let's set our chairs back upright and, and get back to this movie. Yeah, so <laughs> we cut to whatever time... Whatever time frame we get to, and I'm going to call Bill now. Bill and Maul are driving their caravan while the girls sleep in the back. Yep, it was kind and of a cute little, just them sleeping in the back. Yes, and it was a school-worthy thing seeing Bill and Maul interact with each other, because I'm assuming that they're not together, which is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they kind of Brady-bunched the families, or mm-hmm. the packs, yeah. Yep, and the, two, and the two girls are sleeping in the back, and we see them come out of, in their wolf forms. And they start racing through the trees with the wolf pack as they go to their new home. Yep. And then we get some more fantastic animation with closing credits. Mm Mm-hmm. And this was a fantastic movie. Yes. Story. The music. Voice acting. The animation. All wonderful. Like, it's like almost, it's a 10 out of 10. I know it got 99 and 98, but it's a 10 out of 10. It's like 100%. It's like this movie is so enjoyable. So, so far we have Coco, Spirited Away, Over the Moon, and Wolf Walkers. What order you put those in? Uh, should we wait until we actually see the last movie? God. Um, well, where is it Wolf- at so far? Uh, Wolf Walkers would be one. This beats Spirited <sighs> Away for you? Yeah, I like this more than Spirited Away. Interesting. But remember, Spirited Away is not my favorite Hayao Miyazaki film. This I thought you not- said, oh no, Spirited Away is number two. And Princess no, Mononoke it's not even number, number two. One. Nope, it's not even number two. Okay. Well, according to what you said when we were recording, Princess Mononoke was number one, Spirited Away was number two, and Howl's Moving Castle, I believe. No. Yeah. That was number three, I think. I might switch that around. I don't know. But anyway. But yeah, no. Spirited Away isn't my first, so 
given Princess Mononoke, I don't think has as good of a story as Wolfwalker, but it's still my favorite overall. And it would still be beat Wolfwalker because it's my favorite Hayao Miyazaki film. But this does beat Spirit Away for me. Okay. So I would say Wolfwalker, Spirit Away, <sighs> to the moon and then Coco. Over the moon? I mean, over the moon and then Coco. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would have Coco last. I like Coco. I, I actually, I think it's a great film well, too. Compared it's just, to these though, it doesn't, it doesn't hold a candle to these. Mm-hmm. I think over the moon is just a little bit better than Coco. I just, I think the Coco, songs in over the moon are better. Really? They, yeah. Interesting. I think the songs in over the moon are better than the songs in Coco. Really? Cause I like the story better of over the moon than I do Coco because Coco's part of a Disney formula story-wise because it's it's part of that whole um, ending generational trauma yeah. thing that they've been doing. And so I like it, but it's part of a Disney formula and you see it over and over again right now in Disney. Yeah, I like Over the Moon better because it teaches a different lesson that we don't get so often in um, in movies, especially in a format that a kid can understand. Yeah, I can see that. And... It deals with folklore that's not that well known either outside of like China. Yeah. So like it's more interesting to me than Coco. Okay. Animation wise, they're kind of very similar because they're both very like modern 3D animation to me. I still prefer over the moon animation. Oh yeah. I think it, over the moon animation I mean, is Pixar beautiful. Pixar did a great job with Coco, but the animation in over, over the moon, especially um, like the, Ultra Luminary song and the that song at the end in the Chamber of Sadness shit. The animation in that, everything in Coco just kind of pales in comparison. Yeah, but um, but yeah, that would be my my list. No, this is just this movie leaves me almost speechless on how good it is. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, Spirited Away had Birdby. It's so hard to defeat Birdby. I mean, Spirited Away had Birdby, and then Over the Moon had the moon cakes, the gummy moon cakes that could possibly Voltron together to make one giant one. This had Merlin, but Merlin was the magical gatekeeper that could use his just a feather to open up the vine wall. You say Merlin, I say Sean. <laughs> because how did a man survive in a stock that long with barely any food and no water? Well, sh- well you know, it rained a lot. It didn't rain a lot. Okay, it rained a lot that one day. She kept bringing food to him. Yeah, but it was like little pieces. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure they had to have fed him. It wasn't you're there with no food or water. You really think with how Lord Protector was that they would have fed him? Well, yeah, because you want to have sustained punishment. You don't want to just, okay, here's a couple of days and now they're dead. You want to make it last. Draw it out. I feel like a person like that doesn't know how to keep people alive, but that's just me. Well, I guess we can't ask him because... He gave himself up to the darkness and plunged to his doom on the spiked rocks. I thought he gave himself to the Lord, but never mind. That's what I said. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think I think Sean was probably the most like cryptic being of this movie. <laughs> well, you don't know what happened to him when he was healed. That's that could, true. That, that could be why he didn't need the food and water as much. So you're saying that... Mave and her mother are basically a hydration, a walk, a like well, hydration. We pack. don't know the side effects of the magic on humans. True. It could make it true. To where they don't need sustenance as much. We don't maybe know. Sh- maybe Sean is now immortal. Well, you know what? 
after watching this, I had to break down and get the trilogy. Oh, really? So we might have to see if Sean just kind of appears in the background of some of these. And say, no, no, no. Our official, like, all-powerful being is the scullery me. hag. Well, I feel it depends. Like this, are we going with the, she's 10 years old or are we going with she's a scullery hag? I think she's a scullery hag. So she's like 300 plus years old. She's just been feeding off the lives of everyone else. Yes. She wants us to think she's a 10-year-old scullery maid. Oh, she's just... Okay, so she's really super powerful. She's just in the the disguise of a 10-year-old. She's just mm-hmm. making herself look like a 10-year-old scullery maid. A 10-year-old scullery maid who um, had a hard life. <laughs> well, I mean, 10-year-old scullery maid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, scullery hag. Yeah, okay. So, if she sucks the life out of everything, but, you know, because Bird Bead wouldn't have to get that close, so I think Bird Bee would still win. So, I don't think we managed to find a nemesis for Bird Bee and the giant Voltron gummy mooncake yet. I don't know, because the scholar mate, who was to say that she doesn't have some magic to create a place where she could just kind of unknowingly suck the life out of you? Well, yeah, but she'd have to get to you. That's very true. And Bird Bee could just like demolish the planet would burby know to watch out for her though because an assuming 10 year old scullery maid <laughs> that is true <laughs> that is very true i didn't think about that like, she might just she... kind of sneak in and catch him by surprise but I... you know burby is all powerful and all-knowing though that is true that is true at least now he's all-knowing because i just decided he's going to be all-knowing <laughs> We can't have the scullery maid beat. We can't have the ten-year-old scullery oh, no. maid beating him. Birdby can't be outsmarted by a ten-year-old looking three hundred plus year old scullery maid. <laughs> I love the description now. A ten-year-old. Ten She's a three hundred plus year old scullery maid that's disguised herself as a ten-year-old girl, which just happens to look like she's also in her nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say with that kind of title, the scullery maid is a force to reckon with. <laughs> yeah, I still think Bird Bee would would take care of her, though. Oh, yeah, Bird Bee would take care of her, but yeah. it, it, it might be a little bit of a battle for him. He might have to use more I than 1%. I think this might be, like, the annoying hench, henchman. Mm. So maybe in our final one next week, we'll get the nemesis. <laughs> That's annoying henchman. It's just, like, this unassuming person. You're just, like, because you're, like... Oh, this old woman. No, she's 10 years old and had a hard life. Oh, my goodness. Poor thing. Oh, my God. Why am I dying? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I thought I was fighting alongside her. No, the bitch is sucking my energy so she can stay alive. Why do you look that decrepit when you suck the life out of people? Shouldn't you be, like, hot? You know, it's all that thick air. I mean, it's when you're sucking life, it goes through that thick air and it brings the, (laughs) the contaminants with it. So she's sucking the life out, but she's not really good contaminating. For the skin. Yeah. Not good for the skin. Yeah. It's not a mud bath. It's it, it's a <laughs> plague <laughs> bath, really. <laughs> it's just like she picked the most unfortunate time to be sucking the life out of people. Yeah. If she would have waited a little while longer and the air would have been like more smog instead of plague, she would probably have been okay. Or I mean, her skin would look more like she lived in Florida for a few years, but she <laughs> more would have been acne okay. ridden. More well, acne no, just ridden. more like fried chicken. <laughs> I mean, she. There is a worse time to be sucking the life out of people, which is 
when during, there's actual plague killing people. Well, also when like oh, what during tra- witch what? trials. And I was more thinking of when um, Mary Antoinette was in her height, where the French decides that baths were not necessary, and you know. Well, remember um, Napoleon told Josephine, "I will be back." I, I was like, yeah, I think he was like in a week or a month or whatever, and told her not to bathe. <laughs> So, could you imagine sucking the air out of that? Sucking the air out of it? Um, oh, or sucking, sucking the life, <laughs> sucking out, of the life out of that, that air? Area. Um, well, I mean, it's not as bad as plague. It might as well be plague. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the air was quite as thick, though. I mean, we did get a shot of that town where you could see the difference in the air in the true. town. You could, That's true. You could carve a seat out of the air. That's true. But I mean... Anyway. <laughs> anyway. We have gone so far off topic and so far beyond what is like even normal conversation. <laughs> and you're sober. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's no excuse for that. Well, at this point, I think it's also because it's such a good movie. We can't describe the entirety of it. Yeah. And that's like, as I'm watching this, I keep thinking there is so much going on and I'm so glad we're watching this movie. It's really cool. By the way, it's on Apple TV. Yes. Because I think we forgot to mention that. Um, well, that was your job. Okay, I think I forgot to mention it, and I think you <laughs> forgot to remind me, and I think you also failed to mention it yourself. But yeah, it was my job, and I screwed up. Um, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> That yeah, was a long I, explanation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what I'm known for. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I'm glad we watched it, but as I'm watching it, it's like, there is so much going on. I just want to sit and absorb the story and the pictures and everything. And I, there was times when it's like, I don't know what was just said because I was just too enthralled with the artwork. Yes. You know, it's a good film when you, when now we're doing like this kind of stuff, like this podcast, and we go off talk, topic so often because this movie leads to other topics. Well, yes and no. I mean, it's not necessarily always a good thing because there could be movies that are just so boring that you end up talking about other things because you're just so bored. That's true. But this is more of one where it's like this, this one inspires conversation. It does inspire conversation. But the problem is, yeah, we have not really been like, Oh, we have to avoid spoilers. We've not really shied away from that. But at the same time, you don't really need to for this movie because it's it's not not that we're it's not that we're avoiding spoilers by not saying things it's just that you have to experience it Mm -hmm. this movie is an experience it's not just a like okay yeah it's it's on yeah so i mean it's a phenomenal movie with wonderful animation and a wonderful story and i mean even as we describe the story it's an interesting story oh yeah it's a very interesting story and very very good music very good art good story good voice acting i can't think of anything to find like to fault it nope and that's why it gets our recommendation and our stamp of approval yeah i think there's not even a need to ask for both of us i think recommendation stamp of approval nope right off the bat yeah uh but one thing that we can ask is what was a standout moment for you oh i already know mine it was the um healing Maeve's mother like that that whole piece where they go from like their human selves to their wolf cells, back to their human cells. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. And the interconnectedness of it, it was amazing. What's about you? Um, 
I would say I'm I'm leaning more towards when Robin and, and Maeve are running through the, the woods mm-hmm. as wolves when Robin's learning how to be a wolf. Yeah. Just that whole scene and the song. And we get the full song and it's an amazing song. It's sung by one of my favorite um, singers, Aurora. She's very good. Um, well, I, I even remember like when it came on, you're like, okay, well, now it's going to make me want to get the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Aurora is like a very um, ethereal like singer. So I was like kind of happy when I saw it with her because I, I like kind of immediately recognized it too because I right. recognized her voice. Yeah. So for me, it's like it's that scene or like when Maeve and her mom are reunited and just the way the spirits kind of embrace and, and that it's it's one of those. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of leaning more towards just that whole song and the learning to be a wolf. But yeah, it's it, it's the easiest to try and figure out standout moments in this one. It's one of those. Yeah, it's I think this is the one where you're, it's hard to pick out like small scenes to pick out to be your standout moment because the big scenes are just so exponentially done well that you're just yeah. like well that's why it's like it's either that moment when they're reunited mm-hmm. and you see the spirits come it's a, that smaller moment or that entire song of her learning to be a wolf mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like over the moon had long songs where you're getting a lot of story in the song and the standout moments are like a song Mm-hmm. This is kind of, it's the same way. It's just not as extreme. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's just, and I mean, the whole movie is a phenomenal moment, was a standout moment because. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long into it when both of us were like, oh my God, I am so glad we watched this. Yeah. Cause it's uniquely stylized. It has phenomenal voice acting. Yeah. It's. And a, right away, it's like, this feels like it's a storybook. Yeah, and it's a Celtic-inspired story, which is always a pleasure to watch, usually. I don't know why. Celtic stories are very well done in in animation media. Yeah, I've noticed. They they tend to, like, really favor that kind of um, storytelling. Yeah, so, um, no, it's it's, it's phenomenal, but the harder... this week, the harder question is, uh, what did we learn? Um, we learned that um, was, this was a 1600s? 1650. 1650. Well, we learned that in 1650, the air was a bit thick and you could taste the plague. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, wasn't, there wasn't much bird bee, so we don't have very much bird bee influence in this one. No. I mean... No, I like the plague air. Yeah, plague air is thick. Oh, yes, plague air is thick. Plague air, th- plague air is thick with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we've decided that that was plague air. <laughs> it's just such- I don't even know when the fuck the plague was. Am I even in the right era? I think I'm the one who bought a... Oh, no, you did bring a plague first. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, because I said, taste the plague. Yeah. And then I know there was more than one plague period, Yeah, there too. was more than one plague. Ooh, we're so off. <laughs> How far off? <laughs> oh, by like... A couple hundred years? Yeah. <laughs> and more like 1800s? <laughs> yeah. No. 1347 to oh, 1351. Oh, <laughs> No, that was that 
There was, was more a, than that. That was one of them. First wave, and the second wave was in the um, the 1500s. So that was that would have been so still 14. not that far off. Oh, it was, you said 15. That's 1500s <laughs> or 15th century. Uh, 1500s. Okay, so 1500s. So it wouldn't necessarily be that far off. And I mean, there's still like it would pop up from from time to time into in various places. Given so it, ended, it could still be plague air in that town. Given it ended in 1770, yeah. which goodness gravy from 1331 to 1717, mm-hmm. 1770. And every now there's still cases of it that pop up today. So, which there shouldn't be, but people are stupid. Oh well, yeah, but yeah, so that means it could very easily be plague air. So yeah, but the big one, the big one was thir- thirteen something to thirteen something. Yeah, but you know what? Seventeen hundreds still, it's good enough. <laughs> Sixteen fifty. Good enough. <laughs> yep. it, it plague falls air. within that range. That town is contaminated with plague air so thick that you can carve it into a chair. I think the problem is I said bubonic plague and that's off. <laughs> that's like really off. Well, I don't remember you saying bubonic plague, but you know, if you did. I was off. Most of, well, most of the time we just kept saying plague air. So if there is one time you said bubonic, editing. I was really off. <laughs> Well, yeah, because that was the first one, wasn't it? That was the first yeah. one. I was off by so many years. Oh, yeah. Like, badly. Like, I didn't study history at all. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <sighs> anyway. Um, I mean, this is, it's a, I, I don't, I feel like there should be something more to say. Like, it's a good, it is a really good movie. It, it is a really it's kind of like an awe-inspiring film. It should have won at the Academy Awards. I cannot believe Encanto won over it. I'm kind of a little bit sad that Encanto won over it. And see, I, I don't know, because again, I still haven't seen that one. So. It's, Encanto was good, but this was better. And like some people would be like, oh my god, no, that's not true. It's like, is it really better? Is it really better than Wolfwalkers, or is it just Disney? Well... Let's see. Our first movie was Coco. Did that one win awards? I'm pretty you're sure it was making, nominated for a few. You're making me look up stuff that I should remember because I wa- I probably watched the. Um, it won. Yeah, it won. It's it won. Yeah. Okay, so Coco was nominated in one and was probably nominated in various other things other than just Oscars. Um, Spirited Away nominated for a bunch of things. Won probably more than I can think of. Um, yeah, it won a lot. Over the Moon nominated for a bunch and won some. I don't think it won that many. I don't think it it won as many, but I know it won some. But it was nominated for a ton. Yeah, it was nominated for a ton. And I think this one was two. It was nominated for a lot, and I would think that it would win more, but it... It, I think it just kind of (laughs) fell in a hard time when it just, the competition it was up against. Yeah, which I'm... Which I'm kind of sad. It's like it. I hate when it's going up against like big studios. Yeah, movies. But interestingly enough, next week is also an award-winning movie. Yeah, it's coming to the point where I think a lot of animated films are becoming like award-winning movies, and rightly so because a lot of love and effort are put into them. Well, yeah, but I just think that with all the animated movies we could pick. Mm-hmm. Without trying to pick movies that were like award winners or nominated, we picked five that were all award winners and nominated. True. Because we could have picked just about anything 
that never even saw an award ballot, but no. No, because you put me in charge of this and I put every, besides the last one, I put everything that I saw on TikTok, <laughs> which is like mostly for animation and good films. Yeah, the last one I found, <laughs> well, we were kind of struggling to figure out what the last one was going to be. Yeah, because I really wanted a, like, try to have a around the world journey. Yeah. So I was trying to pick something in like Africa and it was really hard finding anything. Yeah. Luckily, I found one that it started, it was basically a web series and they turned it I think they just took the series and put it together into one movie. Which I'm and excited to And I say movie, it's like an hour long, but yeah, still. movie. Yeah. So, anywho. But, it's, so we've had four movies that have won awards and been nominated for a ton of other awards. Mm-hmm. Next week, we have a fifth. We've yep. gone from Mexico to, well, can we say we've gone from Mexico? Because it was fucking Pixar. True. But it was about a Mexican thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so we've gone from Mexico. We've gone from L.A., um we've gone from mexico to japan to china to ireland Mm -hmm. and next week to africa so i think yeah we've pretty much gone a fair ways around the world yeah and i mean i think it's great that we that you were able to find something that was from africa because those stories aren't told as often but anyways guys watch wolf walkers it's wonderful it has such a high rating on on rotten tomatoes both in the audience score and the critics score and for good for a good reason it is a it is phenomenal it's a very um it's a it deserves all the accolades that it has got yep and i mean i couldn't describe it any better than what i read on rotten tomatoes about it being like mesmerizing and like an epic ethereal fantasy, I think is what it was called. And I, I I think that's right. I agree. So please go watch it. And again, it's, it's on Apple TV or Apple plus, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can follow the link in the description where you can get the movie. And I think right now, the only way you can get it is on the trilogy set, but there might be where you can get it on its own, but I'll have a link for both. Yay to Grim. <laughs> I I think this movie definitely should be watched by everybody. Mm-hmm. I wish it was out in more places than just Apple yeah. TV. I, well, I think that Apple TV being such a smaller source or a smaller um, audience size, uh, it probably isn't helping the reception of this movie. If it, like mm-hmm. Netflix or something where it could go out to more people, it probably would be a lot better known. Yeah. It would be. But, but hey, you can watch pieces of it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you can watch pieces of it. Or you can go onto Apple TV and watch it or follow the links and watch it. Or wait and maybe at some point it'll switch to a different server. Is it anywhere else? I thought it wasn't anywhere else but Apple TV. Right now it's only Apple TV. But you know how it is. Yeah, like that's after so long, they leave one service and they pop up on another one. So who knows? I really hope so. But it's 2020 and it's been on there. For now, almost four, it's going to be almost four years. It's going to be a hard transition. But anyways, go watch it for like the hundredth million time. Go watch it. Yep. And then after you've watched it, then watch it again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And then make sure you, well, not and then, because you need to do this before you go watch it. If you haven't watched it already. Yeah. Like subscribe, follow, heart, star. All the good stuff. All, all the lucky charms. On all the different podcast services that you might be listening to us on. 
Mm-hmm. And when you do that, also don't forget to leave a comment because that helps the funky algorithms know we exist. We exist? Holy crap. I think so. I'm pretty sure of it. You know, the mm. whole I think, therefore I am. Every now and then I do think. So I guess every now and do then you? I am. I've been told that. That's strange. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think I think. I'm not sure, but I think if I didn't think, I probably wouldn't have been able to think of I get carded, you get radiocarbon dated. <laughs> so I think every now and then I do think. Every now and then. Every now and then. But until then, what do you think the comment should be this week? I don't know. Damn it. Um, always with these questions. I wish we can do almost like a poll thing. It's like, which one would you like better, Brave or Wolfwalker? Because there would be some people who like Brave better. Okay. Which is better, Brave or Wolfwalker? Tell us. Easy enough. When, tell us when you watch Wolfwalker. Yeah. Well, okay. Is it tell us when you watch Wolf, Wolfwalker or is which one's better, Brave or Wolfwalker? Vote when you watch Wolfwalker. Which one's better, Brave or Wolfwalker? And why? Which one's better, Brave or Wolfwalker and why? Give us a reason why. Don't just say, oh, this one's better. I want justification. <laughs> I need justification. <laughs> I need to understand. Damn why it. do you, why do you like Brave more than Wolfwalker? <laughs> oh, that would be tough. Because I really like Brave. And you know, it wouldn't be as tough for me because I really like Wolfwalker more yeah, than Brave. I'm thinking it's like after I said it, it's like, oh, but really, is it that tough? <laughs> it's I, I think it's hard. I think Brave, the songs are better because there's a bunch of more actual songs. This one just really had the one song. Mm-hmm. But the one song was really good. Mm-hmm. For Brave? For Wolfwalker. Oh, uh, okay. I can only think of one song for Brave, too. Oh, no, maybe two. The lullaby that her mom sings and the... um. Yeah, there's a couple songs sang in that movie. But, but tell us which one you like better. Yeah, of the two celtic animation movies that we can that we know of which one do you prefer yeah brave or wolfwalker yeah anywho we got our question yep so yeah do the do the things like subscribe follow all that good stuff and go to our patreon if you can yes go there and i'm still struggling trying to get things uploaded for some reason they're still telling me oh we'll try this step and clear this clear that and i've done everything still not working but hopefully soon everything will be uploaded there right now it's extended versions of everything you can hear more about bird bee you can hear apparently kana likes uh, the conversation we had last week about me being a vindictive woman who <laughs> she was a, if she um, was immortal she'd be hotter than everyone else oh yeah i i mean if i was a, if i was a vindictive woman i'd have to be immortal and hot there's only one way you can have that <laughs> there's only one way i get carded you get radiocarbon dated exactly <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can find out more about that. You can find out more about all all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and soon we'll have some some series up there and some other exclusives. Yep. So how do we end this? Um, we end it with song. So I'll let you sing one. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm gonna to. immediately. I'm gonna immediately think of the frozen lullaby, and that's a whole nother oh, God. thing. You know, the mute button for your mic's not that far away. Nope, it's actually a nice, it's not a bad song. <laughs> no, it's just another song from Frozen. <laughs> it's actually not a really popular song, though. But it's still just another song from Frozen. Mm. And I like to try and avoid anything. It's like, shit, if I could, my ice would not be frozen. It's like, I would hate just have water. Much, huh? Hate it that much, huh? I hate that movie. That's uh, so funny. But anyway. Um, anyway. Get that. That was Wolfwalkers. See you later, guys. Oh, yeah. I guess we should call it a night. 
Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>